As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Truth Seeker and or its affiliates are not responsible for any strange phenomena that may occur during or after listening to this podcast, which may include the following. Heightened senses of awareness, psychic abilities, UFO sightings, alien contact, time loss, out-of-body experiences, ringing in the ears, ESP, lucid dreaming, increased synchronicities, astral projection, telepathy, stronger intuition, levitation, miraculous healings, and or remote viewing. Please be advised to listen won't you come come and take me Truthseeker.com. She's not a Christian. Give it up, y'all. Your portal to the paranormal, esoteric, and all things spiritual. She's tampering and downsided stuff. And now, your host, Truthseeker. Yo, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your host, Truthseeker. This is the Truth Seeker Podcast. Excited, delighted to be with you guys. Again, today, we got an awesome show planned for you want to say a very special thank you and a big shout out to everybody. First of all, who's holding us down live in the live stream. You guys are awesome. Uh, Facebook, YouTube, uh, Periscope, Twitch, all of those different platforms that people are checking us out on. Shout out to you guys, but also shout out to everybody 
who uh, has partnered with me and believe in the vision that we're doing here with the podcast. Shout out to all the Patreon supporters. And so I want to give a uh, shout out to some of the latest patrons within the last week or so. Shout out to um, Chuck. Just Chuck. What up, brother? Thank you for uh, coming on and partnering. Uh, Laura Davenport, Matthew McDonald, and Christina Kramer. Thank you guys for believing in the vision and partnering with me. If you would like to partner, there's a bunch of different levels and tiers and a bunch of really cool stuff that we have over at the Patreon. I'm getting ready to integrate a bunch of that stuff into the website as well, so it'll be a little bit more streamlined. But you get access to all of my music, all of the conscious material, conscious concepts that we talk about on this show put in my music as well. So really interesting there. So I have to keep saying that because like there's so many people who are finding out about the podcast who have no idea that I even do music. And then we have people on the other side who are fans of the music and they have no idea that I do a podcast. So I'm just always bridging the two there. So check out what I got 200 plus songs on the Patreon. You get access to that. Um, you also get access to our Thursday night school of the mystics. Uh, Sunday morning seer class, bunch of different things that we're producing over there, and a uh, bunch of cool stuff. Check it out, patreon.com backslash truthseeker. It's really cool. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be taking some questions here in a little bit for our guests. So if anybody has any questions, make sure you hold them to maybe halfway through the broadcast, and we'll be able to uh, present them to the guests. But it's going to be a good one today. It's going to be good. I'm in here, and I'm going to welcome my guest as I bring her in now. Nora Trisello. Nora, welcome to the podcast, my friend. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me. Did I pronounce the name right? Yes, you did. Trisello. Awesome. Well, I, I'm excited to have you on. And uh, we've had this book for a couple weeks now. And um, it's always an interesting topic. I think we have we may have tackled this with a guest or two talking to the animals and animals are trying to communicate with us and things like that. But it's always good to hear someone else's take on it. And you've de devoted your life work to this study. And I'm excited to get into this with you and hear some of the amazing stories that you have to bring to the table uh, concerning this. Actually, my life work is devoted slightly differently. This is one of the offsprings. One my of life work is yeah, actually devoted to making sure when you're tapping into your intuition, you're getting it from a good source. So, but and in the same way, when we're tapping into our animal's intuition, we want to make sure it's really our animal, not I mean, our pet, not some trickster type of spirit that interferes. So, um, my life work actually is slightly different, but I love teaching people how to communicate with their pets because they're such lovable, they all they want to do is give to us unconditional love, and it's such an opportunity to give them love back by actually paying attention to them and hearing what they have to say. You're rewarding them. That's awesome. Cause they're always trying to communicate with us, right? They always have something to tell us. And, uh, we've kind of, you know, train our animals or whatever. Like my, I, I, you know, my, my dog knows a lot of the human language. You know, I could yes. tell them different things. If I say the word treat, they freak out. Um, <laughs> there's this weird thing with our dogs too, because like, they get spoiled over at my uh, wife's mother's house and they get a lot of treats over there. They get a couple treats here, but when they go over there, I mean, just like a grandmother would do with a grandchild, yeah, exactly. they spoil the dogs. And so if we mention mama, you want to go to mama's, they lose yeah. it. They freak out. They're like, yes, I want to go. And they're running, trying to get in a car and 
all kinds of stuff. So so we could teach them and they learn the language. I'll tell them to get off the couch, get Uh in your cage and they, they, they learn how to do it, but they, and so those are just some practical ways that they communicate with us. Some of the stuff. Yeah. That's them talking. That's them taking the time to learn from us. Okay. Now we need to take the time to learn from them and understand their language. Because one of the ways that you have on your website, you say that they send us pictures and by way of the use of our intuition, is that using maybe what we would call telepathy or something like that? Um, Along those lines, uh, some people will say it's clear, clear sensuous. You know, when you have all of a sudden you have a quick image in your mind, it's just a snap of a picture. So we were working with a dog a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, who just had all this nervous energy and he's been with the same owners. He was adopted over five years, but he always seems to want to run, run, want to run. And so two of us tapped in and just sat with the dog and the image both of us received from the animal was a fence line. And it, it like took us real quick through this journey. And we're like, this dog was running from abuse. So it's, nervousness is coming from its past running from abuse and the fact that two of us picked up the same pictures we knew it was the dog relaying to us what happened and him understanding that we understood he like instantly calmed down I was like okay somebody's got me (laughs) and he just no longer had that need to like like always looking always looking it was oh it's just like us when somebody really gets what we're saying and they're not trying to decide what it is they want to say while they're listening to you, but they're actually listening, we, we just, it's like, it's not an issue anymore. It's gone. It's the same for the animal. That's awesome. How would, how would that look like though? Because you have on, on your website, you have a lot of teaching and things like that about how you believe that we're all psychic. And so a lot yes. of people would believe that it's only a few people who can do this or whatever. But I think the way that you present this is that it's something that we all can do. Yes. How does it look? Do we sit down with the animal and do we try to kind of get receive that message? Or does it kind of happen just in our day-to-day, maybe washing dishes and then a thought will pop into our mind? How does it work like that on like a practical level? Both ways. That's really great. Being mindful is an awesome way of, I mean, you have to be mindful to tap into your intuition. So if you're doing the dishes and you're very mindful of it, and all of a sudden you have sadness, uh, um, you know what the best way to do it is? We had, is to give you an example. We had these two great dogs. One was an Alation Shepherd and one was just a white shepherd, all white. Now the white shepherd came to our family as a puppy, but the older dog was really already quite older. And the puppy never knew what it was like not to be with another dog. So when Wolf Shantz went on to Happy Camping Grounds, um, the second dog, Alderaan, got extremely sick and and started urinating blood. And we're thinking there's something physically wrong. And by tapping in, I said, this dog is missing the other dog. Even though he's within the family, he's still within his pack he's truly missing this other dog. And we're sure enough, we took him to the vet and the vet said the same thing. Oh yeah, this will go away with time. This happens when a dog misses another dog and realizes they're not coming back. And it was really interesting. Like this is, 
things we can catch on simply by noticing. That's awesome. And be- um, are you familiar with uh, the the book of Genesis chapter nine that talks about like, if you would think of like before the fall of man, right? Before Adam came and messed everything up that we were one with all creation. We were one with the animals, but because of the fall, it seems like it says that God put like an enmity between us and the animals. And so it says, uh, a, it says it uses the word fear and dread that, that the animals will fear you and dread you. That's when we go into the forest and we may see a bird and go up to it. The bird's going to run. The squirrels are going to run. They're all afraid of us. Um, but understanding Christ and like the newness of life and spirituality where we are, he reverses what Adam did. So there's people who are vibrating on a higher level of consciousness and the animals look at them different. Like animals will approach them, whether mm-hmm. they be maybe vegetarians and that animal knows that you're not going to try to eat it if it comes close <laughs> to you, you know, because of the different vibration that you're putting off. I mean, the pheromones that's even released through your pores and things like that, that they can pick up on. Do, are you familiar with that at all? As far as like, well, you know, animals being scared of us in the wild. There's, there's many, many books that have not been included in our Bible. and in our, uh, But one of the stories, and it's not in Genesis, is God actually gave Adam a vest that would have the animals know that um, he will hunt them, but it was to help him be able to attract the animals to him so he would never starve. And I, I just thought that was interesting, but I agree with you. When you look at um, people like St. Francis of Assisi, he spoke to the animals. The uh, wolf that was terrorizing the village, I mean, he just went and had a conversation with the wolf and explained, you know, these are God's people, you're God's creature, this ain't okay, you got to knock it off. And they made an agreement. The people in the village would put out food for the wolf and he would leave them alone. Um, and when you read, like, the mystical city of God, the the Christ mother, the blessed mother, how the animals just constantly communicated with her, came to her, were helpful, would sing for her, the birds, uh, in, like beyond just the morning songs. So I do believe we, once Christ came, everything shifted. I mean, mm-hmm. that was the purpose of him coming was so that everything would shift. And you can connect with animals. You can connect with them energetically like um, Cesar Rivera. I mean, he's phenomenal. He does it energetically. Yeah. He knows by being in a calm state, that's how he's communicating with the animals literally on their instinctive level. I'm looking at communicating with them on an intuitive level. Is there a spiritual level? Probably. I'm, I'm not there. well there's got to be something i mean what about all the lore and the things we hear about you know dogs being able to see spirits and ghosts and things like that in the house you know (laughs) they do i had to um i had to put down one of our favorite dogs got extremely ill and i i I always like to have more than one dog at the same time they're company and uh the youngest knew something was going to happen when I took Duke out of the house. And her cry was, I know I'm not going to see him again. It's amazing. They know this stuff. Yeah. I came home. I'm sitting on the floor. I'm crying my eyes out, even though I knew this was necessary. And she just stood over me 
And while standing over me, the two of us heard paw prints running all over the second floor. And I knew intuitively this was Wolfshans, the original shepherd, and this was Duke who just went on. And she's just watching, like, what is going on? And um, you're going to meet them. Don't worry about it. One day you're going to meet them. They're just playing up there to let you know they're happy and they're okay. So even the animal spirits come through. So animal sense, animal spirits, human spirits, uh, dogs are amazingly accurate. And so are cats. And if you learned how to communicate with them, they'll give As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Give you the image of who's present. So a cat will let you know, is that grandpa? that I keep feeling, I keep thinking is in the room, the cat would let you know, the dog would let you know by sending you a picture, sending you a feeling, have you smell his cigar or, uh, you know, pipe, yeah. whatever it was. They'll assist you in pulling in that kind of energy. Now, what about um, animal totems and maybe spirit animals? And, you know, people mm-hmm. talk about having their spirit animal is this, is that, what, what is that about and how does that relate back to our, our pets? I truthfully am not one to follow a spirit animal, but I totally understand the purpose. So um, I go into I go into my quiet place. I uh, please excuse that yelling. There's construction going on right outside my apartment. Um, I'll go into a quiet place and I'll connect with my higher self. So it's my Christ consciousness and different people will connect with an animal, a totem. And that animal where Christ represents to me XYZ, the animal represents to them XYZ. The strengths of the animal, uh, where the animal can assist them. And I personally don't see any problem with that. It's like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever, however the spirit wants to come to you, however you're most comfortable in connecting to the other side, I'm most comfortable through a guardian angel through Christ, through different saints. Some people are more comfortable with animals, uh, just strictly nature. As long as you can distinguish that what you're connecting to isn't a trickster type of energy, then it doesn't matter what it looks like because the darkest of evil can appear beautiful. 
can appear as this gorgeous little dolphin dancing to this mighty angel, but it doesn't mean it's good. So as long as you can tap out and feel that difference and know how to distinguish it, it doesn't matter how you feel comfortable pulling in spirit. That's interesting. That opens up a whole can of worms. And then like, there's a lot of people who don't even like to even talk about the evil stuff. They only want to mention the fairies and the, you know, know. or at least the good fairies. They don't want to talk about the fairies that are stealing from you and stealing, hiding your keys and things like that. You know, they do, these know. little trickster spirits. And I mean, can, it's, can, can it some is. of that it's stuff be dangerous? It's kind of sad what you're saying, because in the, in the healing industry, in the healing modalities, yeah. They're so blind and they don't understand why they get sick, exhausted, and tired. I interrupted yeah. you. I apologize. No, no, you're good. I mean, that's that's where I started. So I like to, I don't like to stifle exploration and say, watch out, there's a demon around every okay. corner. There's a trickster spirit who's trying to deceive you. There's a lot of, especially Christians, who take that stance that every everything in the new age, everything in the spiritual community that's mm -hmm. not Christian is demonic. They'll take that kind of stance yeah. and we're talking about communicating with the animals and they'll even say that's demonic, right? Yes. So you have kind of like this polarity there and obviously the truth is somewhere in the middle to yes. understand that there's good and bad and evil and, and, and light and darkness and this is part of the song and dance of, of this life and the ecosystem of, of, of you know the realm of heaven and the realm of earth as well. Um, mm -hmm. So how do we discern that? How wh What would be a good way if someone has you know, it's ha ha having, I mean, it could come in so many different ways, right? But what oh, is a good way to discern? Um, I like to tell people, yeah, evil's out there. But it's not under every rock. It's not around every corner. You can run out into the street and not get hit by a car. Then again, you could. Now, the odds of getting hit by a car are going to be higher than getting hit by a demon. But it's still a chance. So you want to be careful. You want to make that discernment. So I have this technique called the intuitive footprint. And basically, it's based on being able to feel when the emotion of anger is present and being able to feel when the emotion of joy is present. Now, that emotion will land on my body very subtly somewhere. And unfortunately, it's different for everybody. Yeah. So I can't say, hey, everybody, if your right nostrils itching, when you're getting an intuitive insight, watch out. No, for me, it's a flash on the left side of my face. For somebody else, it might feel like a brushing down their left arm. Another person, their big toe aches. But what we do is we do a quick meditation and we do the same meditation for a few days. And we call on our higher self. Christ, God, where on my body do I feel when anger is present? And then we scan our bodies and we pay attention and we write it down and we jot it down and we do the same for joy. The reason is no matter how beautiful an angel looks or no matter how cute the animal totem looks, if it is being sourced, powered by yeah. anger, you back away. You just say, <laughs> okay. Say quick prayer, get out of there. Uh, but if it's being sourced by joy, now it's the other extreme. It's like, uh, get on your knees and be very grateful. This is going to be a powerful message. If you're not getting any kind of feeling, it's neutral. You're okay. You're picking up from other people, other beings, but it's not dangerous. Mm, that's good. Does that help? 
Yeah, definitely. And I, I like the fact that you say that and you said that it doesn't matter how beautiful they look. They could be coming with ill intent or their source could be something negative. For that sure. to be true, the opposite has to be true, right? It doesn't yeah. matter how ugly or how hideous we may think that they look. This is their natural state. It's foreign. Let's just go with this. The, the insects. I'm, if, I don't like yeah, insects. If my joy is triggering, I'm listening. Yeah. Well, yeah. even if it's an uncomfortable it's joy, maybe. Well, you know, because mm -hmm. there's like, you know, trials and things that we have to go through. And I believe that some of those spirits may not look like the the angelic, beautiful woman of light. They may look like right. an insect, like I said, or mm -hmm. or an animal entity. totem that is a, a, a tarantula. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want an animal totem that looks like a tarantula. But yes, you're correct. Yeah, because like if we even in, in the scriptures, like uh, there's all these different angels that they were called beasts, and they look like we would be scared to death. They were like like monsters, you know, out of these different movies and stuff. And so just because it it looks bad, or we think it looks bad, it's kind of like a judgmental thing. Like I don't like the way you look, versus oh, you're very pleasing and aesthetic to the eye. Right. Just because they look bad or it seems uncomfortable, it's it's intent and cause in your life could be something good, right? Exactly. And that's great. You know, I never thought of that. You just <laughs> completely opened my eyes to another way. I'm always busy saying the beautiful side of evil. Watch out for that beauty. But to thank you for that, like, should have had V8 moment. <laughs> Obviously, it works for the other side. Yeah. That's excellent. Thank you. That's good. And like, even if it's, if, you know, the things that we go through, I believe that these spirits are, are, are loosed from God, from the source to, oh, yes. to, to bring us through trials and guide us and, um, unleash things on our lives, whether they're good or bad. And while you're going through it, it may seem uncomfortable, but when you come out, you're like, you know what? I'm so thankful that I experienced that. And I think you yes. want to thank the spirit. Maybe you want to thank the creator for, allowing you or, or writing that into your script and allowing you to experience it. And so it just, you become, there, there's like a oneness with all things, the good, the bad, the ugly, and you really Perfect. have no say in the matter as far as I only I, like this or something, you know? I tell everybody, um, that's what, when we're tapping into intuition, we're tapping into the whole. So this like spear here has us, everything. I mean, everything that is of God is here in this hole. Okay, so that means I'm in this hole. I'm in this ball. And I'm just tapping in deeper, collecting the information and pulling it back to that part that thinks it's an individual, even though I'm not an individual. <laughs> but if everything is in here, that means good and bad, dark and light is in here. So we just need to learn that discernment. And the intuitive footprint, that technique really helps people. And our animals can help us discern by their reactions when something's in your house and it's not. It's different when grandmom's present with the way how the dog will react to mm -hmm. when something dark is present that is, or just a, a, a spirit that's lost is present. The animal's going to act a lot different. Yeah. Um as far as like being connected with our animals and stuff, there's a question here from uh, Chris Garner in the chat and he wants to know, are you familiar with some of the studies and books that were written about how they've done tests and how animals know when their owners are coming home? Like mm -hmm. they know when they're getting close, they've had a camera in there and the, the animals start 
getting excited and running to the door, you know, whenever you're, I don't know how many miles that they measured it. I'm sure they can tell you, man. I think it's a few miles away that they know that you're getting close. Have you looked into that at all? I, um, I've read different things, but I've experienced it. And it doesn't matter what time of day. We had a Chesapeake Bay Retriever growing up and they loved to jump in the water. And my dad would go fishing on his boat. Now my dad's schedule was, he was a workaholic. For him to go out on a boat could be at any time, any day. There was no schedule. We always knew when dad was within 20 minutes, exactly 20 minutes of the house coming yeah. back because the Chesapeake Bay Retriever would go to the end of the pier and just go like that and wait. And he wouldn't move. And 20 minutes later, here comes dad. We would set the table to it. If it's like, okay, maybe we should light the grill. Dad's going to be home in 20 minutes. You know, It was um, amazing how they know. So I've read a few things, but I've experienced yeah. it. I think it's great. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so how, I mean, how did you get started in all this? What is, I always like to ask people like about their childhood experiences, obviously that's one, but even with like spirituality and, you know, psychic abilities and, and, and intuition, like how uh, did you get started? Did you have encounters? I, I as love a, to share my as a child? I know I read, you got yeah. a lot of it on your website and it's really interesting. <laughs> I was, I grew up in a Middle Eastern culture. I'm Lebanese, Italian last name because I got a great husband. But um, in my culture, it's not unusual to read Turkish coffee cups or to understand their spiritual spirits out there. And I mean, we're Catholic, but it was okay. Just don't talk to the priest about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I would see my sister, who was very intuitive, and my father, and they would communicate, they would interpret dreams. And I'm 13, my sister's 17. And I just kind of felt they were crazy. I did. There was like, you know, at 13 years old, you know everything, first of <laughs> all. So, you know, if you can't see it, smell it, taste it, it's not part of your five senses. It's not real. So I knew they were crazy. And I don't know what happened. I'm standing in my kitchen. I'm looking at my mom. And suddenly I had all this information flood into me. And it goes, it always lands here on me, comes in right here. And it was like, whoom. I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I just know all of that all of a sudden? Oh my God, I'm crazy. And I started screaming in my head, I must be crazy, I'm crazy. I was so fearful of being crazy. I can't tell you what the download was. I actually <laughs> pushed it out. This, and, and, just, and this is a shame because this is what young people do because yeah. nobody's there to say, it's okay, breathe. Yep, yep, yep. Well, about a month of denying what was going on, Later, I, I went to see my dad and he said two really powerful things in one sentence. He says, honey, we're all radios. And he reached out his hand and he went like this. He goes, we're all radios. You're just tuning into your own station. Some of us are more natural and gifted. You're lucky. It comes easy to you. Well, in what he said, I realized if we are all radios, Everybody can do this. And that's why I say we are all psychic. And second, if we all can do it, we're either all crazy <laughs> or mm -hmm. I'm not. <laughs> and not. So what happened was I went really dove in deep. So from the age of about 13 to 22, if it was doable, I did it. Astro travel, uh, remote viewing, all kinds of 
everything, tarot cards, coffee cups, you name it, I didn't care. If I heard somebody was able to do something, I knew I could. And I kept doing it and doing it, and I was getting sicker and sicker. And I didn't realize um, that I'm becoming overwhelmed by these energies. I wasn't able to control them. Mm -hmm. I thought I was, but no. I was getting so sick that I knew I was dying. And I went to my mom. I said, mom, every day I wake up, I'm weaker. Something's wrong. Mm -hmm. I know I'm not sick, but I'm going to die. The pain in my chest was intense. December, it was actually Christmas morning, December 25th. Um, I looked at the clock. It was like 10 o'clock. And I'm just done. Within a few minutes, I suddenly got all my vitality back. I suddenly was 22 years old again. I'm like, whoa, I'm okay. I'm not, I cannot, I had no idea what happened until the telephone rang within a few minutes. My grandfather died. So what I realized was, oh, I'm picking up all these energies. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm picking up my grandfather's suffering, and I couldn't even make a difference because I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, that, unfortunately, opened yet another deep door, and I went really far down, and I'm picking up, I, I became very empathic. I feel so bad for people who are empathic who don't learn how to control it because my life was miserable. Yeah. And I said to God, within six months of that experience, I'm done. Take this all back. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah. And boom, it was gone. But it was a blessing. He didn't take it. He put it on hold. During that hold period, I worked on my psychological well-being and my spiritual well-being. And by doing that, I found I had a solid left foot in psychology, a solid right foot in spirituality. I was standing on two rocks. As a child from 13 to 22, I was on sand, no <laughs> spiritual basis, no psychological basis. I was being washed out constantly. Yeah. Now, I don't care what they throw at me. They can throw some of the darkest junk at me, which I've experienced. And I don't move because I made sure 
that I had the spiritual growth and the psychological. People very often forget about the psychological. They don't realize how important it is to be healing your wounds and being emotionally strong because you will attract negative things if you are emotionally weak and didn't yep. heal these wounds. Yeah, yeah. Um, where did where, where did Christ fit into that when you're going through that spiritual awakening and your faith in, in Christ? Did, did that have any, as far as you're talking about that solid foundation, for me, it's totally Jesus, right? Did that come into play for you of, of you It's know, a little different for me. It okay. was a little bit different. I did not realize I was molested as a child. Memories did not come back until I was 50. I know you, you be amazed. I'm 56. I don't look a day over 50, <laughs> but <laughs> I was 50 before the flashes and the memories wow. started coming back. I mean, it took that long for my mind to say, you're strong enough to deal with this now. I could not pray to Jesus growing up and I didn't know why yeah. I was really uncomfortable by him, mm-hmm. but I could pray to the blessed mother and I knew she would make sure Jesus took care of me, even though I didn't want to pray to him. Good. And there was, there was a, a sense of not trusting men. Uh, surprisingly, I found a great guy to trust. And I got married. We're 36 years married. We have beautiful sons. That was a grace. But it wasn't until those memories got healed using psychology and prayer mm-hmm. that I now pray to Christ. And I, I don't even think of the Blessed Mother when I do. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. Thanks for all that help all those years. Because she did her job. She held me and helped me until I was able to turn to Christ. So now it's all about Christ. Prior, it was all about Christ, but I couldn't go to him directly. Mm, because of my fear of men. Yeah, we, um, that, that, that was a revelation I came to just talking to uh, a guest on the show who uh, has a background in, of, of, in uh, Catholicism. And the different saints, like we never understood why um, they would pray to saints or pray to the Blessed Mother. And I think there's a few different reasons, but but the one revelation that came to me was the fact that they feel unworthy to go Mm -hmm. to Jesus. I'm too dirty for him. I have to go to one of the saints. I have to go to Mother Mary. She'll listen to me. I've done too much for him. There's that understanding. But then there's another beautiful aspect of it, too, of just the different saints represent a personification of God. and. Uh, You know, for for if someone's trying to get pregnant, they would, you know, pray to the saint or ask the saint to to pray for them. Intercede, right. Intercede for them because they have a a grace for that pregnancy issue or cancer or whatever you're going through. So that saint kind of understood and they would intercede for you. That's very, very interesting. And it just just opens up this whole thing because people on the outside, they look at it, you know, there's a bunch of. Yeah, as pagan, you know, as, you know, why don't you just go to Jesus and, you know, all this kind of stuff we hear, you know? Yeah, I think worthiness is a huge piece, but also I call it a friends and family plan. You got friends and family up there. They're real close to him, a lot closer than we are in the moment. (laughs) So if they have his ear, bother them to bother him. (laughs) Interesting. Um, uh, it, it, it reminds me of something. I don't have to go into it, but no, it's good. Um, you're talking about how, like, you know, we have a very similar story as far as co- the, the coming of age of I'm a, a prophet, I'm a psychic, I'm a seer, whatever you want to call it. I'm uh, intuitive. I have ESP, whatever that looks like. And the coming of age of that, I was about the same age as well. I think I was 
I, it was all throughout my childhood in, in little subtle ways. But when that mm-hmm. floodgate opened, it overwhelmed me. I thought I was going crazy. I could read people's thoughts. Everybody's staring <laughs> at me. I can hear <laughs> voices and see faces change. And it was just overwhelming. And I was just, mm-hmm. I had really, I didn't have that really. I had a foundation, but I had forsaken it at the time and really got mm-hmm. into the dark stuff and then started pursuing the dark occult arts with being open to the spirit world. And there are some bullies on the other side, some tricksters and that want to mess with your mind and stuff like that. So, And they're happy to make you whatever you want so you keep going with them. Exactly. To help you out, yeah. Yeah, it's a form of delusion, really, you know, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people suffering from that, you know. And um, But I was I was in a very similar place and, and uh, called out to, to God. Like, I knew I needed that in my life. And, um, uh, but yeah, it's like, but it's not to forsake that. It's like to clean it up, get my spiritual health mm-hmm. in order, get my mind right, renew my mind, essentially, what the Bible would say, renew my mind. And then on this road of, you know, pretty much God saying, let me teach you. You sought it on your own. It, this is who you are. But now let me teach you. Don't just dive into it. And just, you know, with grace and with ease, just a little bit here, a little bit there. But even though it became overwhelming as well, a little bit later, but it mm-hmm. was in the light. I had That's changed beautiful. my life and I was in the light of Christ and it wasn't yeah. making pacts with demons and all that kind of stuff. It was God bringing me into essentially I went to a prison facility to visit my brother. And when we were having a meeting, talking with him in a, in the lunch area, like I knew what all those people were in jail for. Like it, and if I felt like I was judging them and I'm trying to like tell myself, don't, don't judge these people. You don't know that. And I, he's in here for that. He molested her. He's in here for, and I was like, it was just coming to me and it was sticking with me. And it wasn't like a fleeting thought and it became overwhelming. And at the time I had uh, picked up some prophetic material that would show you in the Bible how the prophets and Jesus and all of these guys operated in their spiritual giftings. And they knew things about people. And the Bible talks about how Jesus was moved by the infirmities of the people. Like they literally could feel them in their bodies. And then when you said it about your grandfather, like you was able to feel it and you didn't know what it was to respond there's so many people who are going through that and they say they don't have nobody to talk to, but that's why these podcasts like this, this is why we're doing this is to let that young version of ourselves say, you know what? I'm not alone. There's a guy named true seeker. There's this other lady. She's had very, she can hear her pets too. And you know, and so <laughs> they just know that they're not alone. They're not going crazy. Right. right. And there's ways to develop exactly. that and grow in it. It's interesting. Like for several years, I was a volunteer for the Association for Research and Enlightenment, Edgar Casey's foundation. People call there from around the world when they're having not just questions on health and spirituality, but actual paranormal experiences. And for over 20 years, there was a small group of volunteers. Now, I wasn't there for 20 years. I was only with them for about three years. Um, When really bizarre things would happen, they would put them on us. It's like, oh, give them to that group. <laughs> because, But we, the, these people would be so joyful to hear us get on the phone and say, oh, no, you're not crazy. I get it. Trust me. Just knowing you're not crazy. So yes, your podcasts are amazingly helpful for that, especially young people who are first opening up. And the other blessing is you're directing them toward the light 
And what, you know, your real foundation, your real strength comes from Christ. And this is where you want to be, you know, standing in as you open up these gifts, as you, and what I call not even gifts, what you can train yourself to do. You still want to be doing it standing in Christ. You know, I, I'm washing my dishes, better to wash my dishes standing in Christ than to just (laughs) wash my dishes and let my brain go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. We have to keep saying that because the more like that's common knowledge for me and you, right? But as we share and go on podcasts, if we don't preface that, people are like, oh, you're doing it outside of Christ. No, 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 no. That's the foundation. Everything that we do in him, we live and move and have our being. So everything we do is in Christ. But for some people, you have to kind of keep reiterating that. Okay, yes, I'm in Christ. Okay, let you know. But everything we do is in Christ. And that is in love. And that is of of the Father. And even as Jesus says, I do nothing unless I see my father doing it. And that's how we're supposed to be led by the spirit doing what the father says to do. And when you can be led by that spirit versus being led by all the other spirits. And trust me, there are many legions for there are many out there who want to guide you, who want your attention, who want to claim their self on the earth and they may need a host to do it. You got to decipher through what we call spiritual warfare and be able to do the spiritual work and renew the mind and, and all of yes. that stuff. And, and the spirituality becomes practical as well. And the first, when you talk about spiritual warfare, you have to battle within yourself first before you look out to like, oh, yeah. oh I can, um, <laughs> I'm going to go with this paranormal group and I'm going to get the demons out of this house. Honey, if you didn't clean up in here, please don't do that. Yeah. And yeah. that means spiritually and psychologically. You know, if you don't heal those wounds, you're going to attract that garbage into yourself. Yep. You got to be strong. You have to be yeah. you have to be grounded and really know who you are because yes. people will tell you who you are, but then we understand that there really are no people, you know, that we are <laughs> that the whole battle is, is is a spiritual warfare and we fight with powers and principalities in heavenly places. So these spirits want to tell you who you are and and lie mm-hmm. to you and things like that and that's how, you know, a lot of people wind up in depression and and sick and they uh, hear an ungodly belief and then they agree with it or somebody says, I don't like that person. There's whatever they want to say. And then you agree with this ungodly belief that you've accepted as your identity, which is not in Christ. That's not who Christ says you are to be in the greater good. So all of this stuff comes into play with the renewal of the mind and knowing who you are. And, um, and you, a lot of times you don't know who you are unless you have someone, you know, who can speak that into your life, whether it's a prophet, a prophetess, a a seer, someone who knows who they are first. A good parent. Yeah. A good parent can do that. Um, That's not my story, though. (laughs) It wasn't my story. (laughs) It was the other way around. (laughs) But that's good, though. That's really good. Definitely. I was fortunate. I was was very fortunate growing up uh, in the structure I was in. And people say, well, you were lucky because you had it that way. Yeah, if you want to say that. And then I had other issues. You know, we all have our balances, but um, you do need to find a spiritual director. So now at this point, my parents are obviously are not my spiritual director. There is another person who is. And no matter how much you know and grow, it's always good to have that person that you can go to and say, this is what's going on. Help me deal with it. Um, help me look at it from God's perspective. Yeah. Because we're quick to judge ourselves. We really are quick to judge ourselves and put ourselves down. Um, having that other person say, okay, let's, you know, 
knock it off for a second. Let's just get real. <laughs> it yeah. makes a difference. It oh, yeah. So I agree with you. You do need somebody. Yeah, that's um, I, anytime, anytime I pray that happens. Right. And um, and not just say that prayer, but really tap into it. Like you talk about taking that breath and just going within. The Bible says that the kingdom of heaven is within going to heaven, speaking with God through the vehicle of the Holy Spirit. Um, you immediately get God's perspective, which is a loving perspective, which is the true perspective about yourself, about your life, about your situation. Um, and we see that all throughout the Bible as far as like sim- like symbolism of David running from his enemies and running yes. into the cave and getting alone with God. And so we, we get beat up by the world. We get beat up by spirits sometimes, and they're overwhelming. And we go to that, what you said, that secret place, that quiet place, yes. and, we, and we receive what God says about us. And um, that's what's good about getting in the scriptures, about listening to the scriptures and uh, understanding who you are. Because, again, if you don't know who you are, these people, spirits, will tell you who you are. And it's not true. And, and, and repetition reduces resistance. And the more you hear that, well, maybe they're right. Maybe mm-hmm. they are. Maybe I am this. Maybe I am a has-been. Maybe I am you know, this kind of stuff. And so it it happens out there. So that's why I always tell people to get into the scriptures because it's like beholding a mirror. You're reading about yourself. You're reading about the, it it reveals the deepest, darkest chambers of the heart, the mind, psychology. It is all in there. And so to get, ask God, okay, God, these people said this about me. What do you say about me? Am I really that? No, 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 no. You're good. This is what I say, you know? Yeah. And, and As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I mean, you brought up two points. Now it's like, I don't want to forget either one of them. One is the breath. The spirit is the breath of life. Amen. So the spirit is breathing you. You're not breathing. If you try not to take a breath, it's coming to you, like it or not. And you're going to find yourself going, <gasps> because spirit is breathing you and spirit is God. And in meditation, you can just follow your breath and you are connected to the spirit rapidly. And the other point that you made was, Am I bad? Am I really this, what people are saying? Where they talk, 
I'm not sure where I learned this, but Christ, when he healed, did not see you as ill. He didn't see the blind man as blind. He didn't see the yeah. lame people as lame. He saw them for who they truly were, exactly. perfect children of God. And by seeing that, it came into creation. There, everything went away. So we create our own limitations. I'm greedy. I must be uh, obnoxious. Of course, everyone says I am. I'm loud. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. You know, we start to believe it. And we have to go into meditation, into prayer, and allow God to say, no, this is who you are. You are yep. a perfect child. Man. And in that, releasing it. Yeah. And that's how we're supposed to do it. And that's how we do do it, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, this is so so deep because, like, Jesus, and he taught his disciples, you know, faith is, you know, the uh, um, belief in something that isn't there yet. But I see the finished product. I, you, I know you look like this, but I see you like this. And I know my yeah. situation says this, but God says this. And that's having that faith and that hope that we have in Christ. Jesus he walked in that. And so yeah. it's so funny, even the way that the Bible is written and the way we talk about these stories um, is we know that person by their ailment. Yes. And we named them that even in the Bible. Yeah. The woman with the issue of blood, mm -hmm. Jesus didn't call her that, you know, he nope. didn't see that he's seen her healed. And so he helped her get there. He showed her what he told her, what God said about her. And if she would believe it, her situation would change the rich young ruler, the, you know, it's all of these different people in the scriptures that we refer to them by their ailments, the demon possessed man. Like we know them by their, their, their mistakes and by their faults, but God doesn't see them like that. So it's up to us as seers to move past that and mm -hmm. not identify them as the thing, you know, as the gay guy, there's the gay guy, you know, right. whatever the, you move past that. No, I see, I see you. I see, I see you. the person. And not only do I see you, but I see you as the father sees you. Now, I want to back up a tiny bit to the woman who was hemorrhaging. Because it wasn't, Christ didn't see her as whole. She saw herself as whole if she could touch it. So you don't need to uh, hope that Jesus is talking to you. You just need to have the faith of that woman, the hemorrhaging woman, because all she knew, if I just could touch his garment, mm -hmm. I will be healed. I will be whole yeah. because she understood that it was her limitation and it was her faith that can bring her out of it. Yeah. So it's two sided. Yeah. Christ sees her that way, sees her whole. Uh, but <laughs> We're, instead of us just running there, we just have to see ourselves whole, yeah. knowing he will then make that connection mm -hmm. through faith. Yeah, that's good. I mean, like we're talking about, like anytime I enter in prayer, we go to those levels with people and we take them with us. We know we're getting his attention. You know, it is not like, I hope he sees me. It's like, no, the Bible says that I can boldly come before the throne of grace. And guess what? We could do it together. We're going to yes. boldly come before the throne of grace. We're going to let our petitions be known and, 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 and know that he hears us. He's not, his ear isn't so small that he can't hear. His hand isn't so short that he can't reach down into our situation. So to be able to know that by faith and not a guessing game either, you right. know, but to, to know who we are and what we have access to. And many people don't know that. And so that's why we 
That's why we keep talking about it. You know, and you get a tremendous amount of evidence once you start. It like just comes tenfold. It keeps pouring in. We have a prayer group and a, a, a prayer list. It's actually a digital one. When people are in need that happen to reach one of us on a list, it goes on a list. And God's cured people of cancer. Totally wow. blows us away. I mean, it's like the, we're getting reports of the doctors can't figure out what's wrong, how the tests were all wrong. It's like, no, the tests weren't wrong. The tests were right. The person was healed <laughs> because people were praying and yeah. knowing that God will do this. Now, also, what listeners need to be aware of is our free will. I'm sick because I'm bad. And no matter how, or I'm, I'm so angry that I can't let go of that anger, no matter how much somebody's praying and no matter how many people are praying, if I'm not willing to give up the anger, I'm not healing. If I'm not willing to heal within, God will not overstep my will. It's my will to hang yeah. on to that anger. He's going to let me hang on to it mm -hmm. and die of cancer. Yeah. It's my, uh, my will to stay, you know, frustrated with these people. He's not going to correct. He's, it's like, I love you too much. If I take it away, I'm taking away your free will. Yeah. You know, now he'll open doors. He'll point signals. He'll put up signs hoping to get yeah. our attention <laughs> because everybody's praying. Yeah. But if we're not looking and we don't want it, it isn't happening. <laughs> Yeah, that stuff becomes, um, you know, we can freely, we can free, freely lay it down. And that becomes part of our worship, too. It's like, I have this thing, my, I've kind of come to know it all so well. And part of my identity seems to be found in this thing or whatever the case is, or this guilty pleasure or this ailment or this offense. I'm offended. Like, that's a huge one, right? Mm -hmm. People becoming offended by yeah. parents, by pastors or whatever the case is. And, uh, but it's this thing that we hold near and dear to our heart, but understanding, um, you know, the sacrifice, the sacrifices, even in the old Testament, it was symbolic for this stuff that we have this, but we can lay it upon the altar and give it to God. And the Bible says he answers with fire, like fire comes down and consumes that stuff and washes it up. So all of the things that we're holding that, you know, we, our identity is found in it. We continually lay it down upon the altar and say, you know what? Take it, God. This is my sacrifice yep. of praise. I'm giving it to you. And and he likes that stuff. That's how he gets his worship. It's like, we like this stuff, but we like you better. I yes. like my resentment, but I like perfect peace better. Here you go, God. Yeah. Take it. He's like, all right, thank you. Here we go. And I have you know? to turn that over all the time. It's not like I turn it over <laughs> once time. and that's it. Yeah. I'm taking Back care Back in the of. 90s. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. I get out of meditation within five minutes. I'm like, oh, gosh, <sighs> I got to give that one up, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but but it's layers, though, right? Because, like, mm -hmm. you, you were talking about, you know, you were in your 50s when you didn't even know what was going on, something that bound the, you up throughout your life. When all the past memories came up, right? Came up, was, and it was probably because you had done inner work that allowed you mm -hmm. to even see that, you know? Yes. You had to, like, it's like the layers of an onion. You heal that, you yes. heal that, you heal this, you heal that. Oh, there's that. I didn't even know that was there, right? It's amazing, because, see, I didn't even know the conversations that were going on in my head were... Um, were there until they wow. stopped being there, until they stopped. I remember saying to my counselor, <laughs> I had no idea how much noise was in my head when I was around any kind of man 
until it stopped. Yeah. It was amazing. It was such peace. And that couldn't have happened without the psychological and the spiritual. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, the constant praying for healing, praying for strength, praying to be a better person, praying to move forward, praying to make sure my gifts don't harm. That was, that's a big thing with me. I don't want to ever give a person a reading and mislead them. So, and that's it. So slowly it opened this up and I had this amazing healing. I'm so grateful for, and what, I'm really grateful for is it these wounds in our past we can spot them faster in people those of us who are psychic yeah it's like oh that poor girl she <laughs> went through the same thing yeah. or she, she went through it much worse yeah. it's like it opens our eyes to the other people's wounds like as she was saying we can tell when somebody's lying often yeah. I can but I can see their illnesses their diseases what is holding them back but better if i've had this if i suffered the same yeah or if i had the same trial yeah because you have a natural empathy that comes along with that you're able to see that you know the spirits that are associated with it and a lot of times it's the same ones it's not like these new guys who come on the block right no there's you know self-loathing depression and all the ways that they come and they, they make a home in your body and your auric field and you know what to deal with and you can spot them i've dealt with you before Easier. Get off, of, get off of them. Let, let me help you. And it's not, you know, I believe in casting out demons and deliverance and stuff, oh, yes. but you Absolutely. have to walk it out too. So there's practical things that your, your, your mind is an open space for these type of entities to come in because you're associating with bad company, which the Bible says corrupts good character. You know, you're always gossiping about people and you're just allowing these spirits who love that kind of stuff to, to, to be present. So if you get them cast out or, pray it away and you're not willing to make those changes, it's really a bad situation. You you would be better off just keeping them versus getting them cast out of you or off of you and not doing the spiritual work to really want right. to walk it out. Because and you really have to do that. they come back seven times seven. Exactly. Seven they times. Come back. Yeah. yeah. It is much more fierce when a person, and this has happened with the groups I've worked with where we've cleared out really dark energies. And I'm not saying necessarily demonic, just really dark spirits. Yeah. And the family does not take up prayer. They yeah. don't take up, you know, the important things you need to do. And boom, it's back again. And it's 10 times worse. I'm like, hey, I'm not your cleaner. I'm not your cleaner. I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell you what you need to do. And I'll do it a second time because I really don't want you to struggle. But don't ever come to me for a third time. I don't care how much you're willing to pay me. <laughs> it's I'm not your house yeah. cleaner. Yeah. You need to take care of your own. And you're right. You cast out any of this darkness. You have to constantly pray to keep it in. And people think Christ talks about always being in a state of prayer. That's not the words. I know I'll get the right words. They'll pop into my head. But to always be praying, to be um, always conscious. People think, mm -hmm. oh, well, that means I got to be saying the Our Father or the Hail Mary. No, it just talk to them. Um, you're washing the dishes. You can be thinking about going for a walk, what that person said at work, or you could be just thanking God for the beautiful water that's moving over your hands right now. And by the way, Christ, you know, I just want to tell you, I love you and this is wonderful and blah, blah, blah. You're walking to your car. You're driving to work. You don't have to be in, allowing your head to just go crazy. 
just speaking to him about yeah. calm things, uh, about your day, asking yeah. for guidance. It doesn't have to be ritual prayer. Yeah. There's, um, man, there's, it's, it becomes practical. Like the supernatural is yeah. practical. And to be, uh, you know, the scripture talks about, you know, renewing the mind and transforming the mind. There's different ways to do that. The hearing of the word of God is a powerful way, but it becomes practical um, to where like you, you understand that the scripture talks about that the eyes and the ears are the windows to the soul and what we let in, it, it affects us. You know, um, I have a friend of mine who he would always call me up recently and he would just be rapping vulgar. I'd answer the phone and, and we, you know, that's what we do. We create music. We're rappers. <laughs> We're influenced by some of that stuff stylistically, and I know, but I have to stay away from it. I can't let that all this vulgar hip hop music. We're in a we're in a genre that is the majority degradation and um, you know, talking bad about women and just all kind of foolishness or whatever. So, but we do it, and we like to uplift people and bless people and talk about these spiritual encounters. But this guy would call me, and he would just start rapping all these crazy lyrics, and he's like, and I'm not entertaining. I'm like, why are you? Why when I answer the phone, you're hit me with these lyrics? He's like, oh, you don't like that stuff? This is a really good song. I said, I can't knock you and say that's not a good song, but I can't listen to that stuff because it. I, I am easily influenced. I'll start remembering the lyrics. I'll play them over in my head. And so, and I was like, bro, I remember when you called and you told me you were listening to a worship song that was revealing the glory of God. And you would call me and sing those lyrics and start praising God. Like That's the version of you that I want. And I can't listen to that stuff because of that. And so we always have to be on guard with, with that kind of yeah. stuff because, you know, it, it becomes practical and with, with, you know, garbage in garbage out and garbage things out. that, that we're, we're letting into our mind, we have to renew the mind. It becomes practical. And it all goes back to taking into captivity, every thought Every idea, imaginate vain imaginations that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God or knowledge of Christ. Would what would Jesus do? It becomes practical. What would mm -hmm. he do? Would Jesus listen to this music? And some Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. People in their mind would say, yeah, but I, I don't think so. I don't think he would in entertain that kind of stuff, you know? And, uh, and really taking every thought captive because, you know, if you have a thought, you have an idea, an imagination, it becomes, you know, an emotion and you act on it and then you form uh, a habit and then you, you know, so, so a lifestyle, then you reap a destiny. You don't even know where it came from and you can trace it back. Man, I know exactly where that came from. And I agree with what you're saying, but you want to do it with a gentleness, not with a, 
oh, I had that thought. Oh, 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 like you don't beat yourself up. Thoughts happen. Things happen. We are, you know, energetic creatures that are really thought forms. And so these are thoughts that are always going to be coming toward us because of where we are. Now, if you happen to grab one of one, you just gently let it go. You don't judge yourself. You let it go. If you can't let it go, then you start working on what you said, prayer and stuff to release it. But again, don't judge the wujibis out of yourself because that's just grabbing on to more bad conversation. You, you don't want to bring yourself down by self-judging yourself and making yourself evil, or, you know, bad. And hey, we're human. We do the best we can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be vigilant, though. Like you just you got to be careful, yes. you know, because you start enter entertaining that stuff and repeating it and bad bad company corrupts good character and so you have to be on top Definitely. of it but not but not to beat the other people if i i had the ability to speak into my friend's life i know like i know him versus just some random person who's listening to that kind of stuff and i don't know their walk or whatever the case is but we do have to be careful and considerate about what we put in um we had a question a while ago and i know you it was really synchronistic which seems to happen a lot a lot of times people will ask questions in the chat and as soon as they ask them, you'll the guests will be speaking on it as well. So <laughs> someone asked a while ago about uh, have you ever seen any miracles performed and stuff. And right when they asked that, you talked about the cancer being healed through prayer and stuff like that. Have you seen ever seen any more? Have you ever seen mm -hmm. any of those those powerful manifestations where someone is miraculously healed? I'm pretty sure you have a lot to even keep this up with over the years, right? There's so many from just a prayer group that I belong to, but people, um, I'm going to take this opportunity to say there's a lot of what I want to call tiny miracles. Now, a miracle is a miracle. I mean, they're all great. They all shift something in the universe and it wouldn't happen without God. But we miss sometimes those tiny ones, like um, this a, a person who you really expect to have a difficult time with, but you prayed that there'd be peace, that it'd be harmonious. You get together and instead of a family get together that's explosive and horrible, it's one of the best family get togethers you've ever had. Yeah. You don't want to miss that. That's a miracle. You prayed that there'd just be peace. Let there be peace in the family when we all get together. You know, people talk about Thanksgiving as being nightmares. It doesn't have to be. <laughs> Pray it and you'll see the miracles. You'll see the miracles even at work with difficult people. You know, if you step into praying, you create it. Now, miracles yeah. happen even more when you acknowledge them and you thank, be thankful for them. You know, we get uh, where I, I keep looking over and putting my hand down because that's where my cell phone is. <laughs> We're always giving praise and thanks for, you know, the answered prayer and, oh, this happened as if, you know, like as if it wasn't going to, thank you, God, you know, yeah. and everybody's like, amen, you know. <laughs> you have to acknowledge it and it amps it. God appreciates yeah. that we appreciate. So, yeah, I, I have seen many, many miracles, personal yeah. miracles to people being healed cancer and other situations that um like you said they, it's almost too many to start naming them individually yeah. yeah now we've even had a situation where a woman was cured of all the different types of cancer that was in her body they're all back they're all back so the test all red negative 
and now they've come, they've come back. Her will somehow, or it's just meant to be. Sometimes we have to accept. Yeah. Okay, God gave her that time so she can be with her family, but it's still going to happen. So the miracle was we got a pause, not a pure, a pure wipe out of the cancer. And it's not coming back with other people we have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's hard to say why it happens and why it doesn't. Yeah. We just God's yeah. will and we don't question it. Yeah. It's almost like it's so weird, especially in, in the Christian realm, because it's all, you know, e everything negative is demonic. You know, and death is demonic. Well, we understand Jesus de defeated death. If you're in Christ, you're gifted into eternal life. And Jesus provided that for each and every one of us. And so there's this notion of like, if someone, like you, you, you're going to pass. I know even that's controversial by a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who are into like, uh, you know, the restoration of, of the body and you'll never die. I have some friends into that, but I, I don't really believe that. Um, it's appointed for once a man to live and then die. And then after that, the judgment, the scripture says. And so um, like it's going to happen. So people feel like they they lost or God didn't come through when when that person, when their time is up. Now, you know, whether they felt like they left too early or whatever the case is. And it's a really, you know, it be, turns into a song by Metallica called The God That Failed. And it's about his mom dying of cancer. And there's a lot of Christians who even believe that, you know, who like they, they lose someone that they love thinking that they were never going to pass. Like they're going to live forever on this existence and stuff. And so I don't know. There's a really crazy disconnect when it comes to that and it comes to sicknesses and trials and tribulations. Like we talked about earlier, I believe that some of these trials, I believe that all of these trials are sent by God himself, that he ordains it all for lessons and seasons and cycles and situations for us to go through to respond, to draw closer to him, to learn of him, you know, to have choices and stuff like that. But there's definitely a disconnect there when it comes to, to death, um, especially for those in the church. Have you, I'm sure you've noticed that as well, right? Oh yeah. And I, I'm like, disagree slightly with you. I don't think God sends us all these trials and tribulations. He sends us some because we want to have a certain, growth and you're not going to grow without a trial, without some kind of struggle. I think we create a lot of our own. If we would just get out of our own way, yeah. this life would be a lot easier. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're not going to get uh, nailed to a cross. It, like Christ had to be nailed to a cross. Exactly. He was totally surrendering to God's will. And that's what it was. Exactly. But a lot of what we suffer we bring on ourselves because we want to be right. And we want to be right so much so that we'll burn our relationship with our children. We'll burn our relationships with our parents. And if we can't have peace in our own families, how do you expect to have peace with people around you? So we create a lot of our own hell here because we're not willing to yeah. not be right, not be wrong. Who cares? Let it go. It's a thought. Let it go. Yeah, we definitely have a hand in, in all of it when responding. And we talk about like, you know, we're talking about spirits like you. The Bible says, choose this day whom you will serve. You have a choice. It's yes. up to you. You can yes. create a life in an ecosystem in your surroundings of confusion. You know, you can. Trust me, there's those people out there who just love to argue. They love to debate. 
and they're going to yeah. carry that with them. But then you choose. Like we can choose to debate. We can pick our bat- battles wisely. Yes. Life and death is in front of you. The Bible says the power of life and death is in the tongue. We're creating constantly. We're creating yes. a podcast right now. We're creating. There's so much in this that we're creating, and, and it ha- everything has consequences. That's universal law. Whatever you put out, it's, it's going to come back to you. Whether you, I mean, just read the Beatitudes, which are so beautiful. Matthew chapter five. You know, blessed are the poor in, in spirit. Blessed are those who comfort, for they will be comforted. Like all of that stuff, whatever you put out is going to come back. So back. learning yes. that, okay, that's a universal law. I know it's the Bible, but I believe it's a universal law. It to me. is. If like I, it attracts comes, like. The law of attraction. If you're mm-hmm. attracting negative thoughts, you know, negativity is going to, it's all there. So that's why we make the conscious effort to put out good things in, into the world, to create lofty things, to help people, to bless people. Because what's the opposite of that? trying to tear people down, arguing, debate, ridicule, all of this kind of stuff. So, yeah, you have to be conscious with everything that you do. Exactly. And, and, and going right back to washing the dishes or driving to work. I mean, you can, consci- you can allow your mind to drift and go all over the place. And that's dangerous. That's why it's a good idea to just bring it into a prayerful state. Uh, just be talking to God because now you're creating love. You're asking for happiness. You're bringing in joy and like attracts like. You're yeah. thinking joyful things. You're thinking, help me make peace with this person. Yeah. You're attracting peace instead of driving to work and thinking how much you hate the guy in the other cubicle. You can be driving to work and thinking about, let me heal yeah. that. Let there be love. Mm-hmm. You know, you choose what you're going to attract in. Yeah. So God is going to allow you to do that. And still throw in his own tribulations for you to learn. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, you have to, you know, you have to change the way that you're looking at things and the things that you're looking at looking will change. At will change. Um, yeah. I remember that for my job, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to do this full time and I do my music and healing and things like that. And so, but I remember when I was on that job and it became like a burden, right? And I was, I was a disgruntled employee and, and, uh, Amen. Blessings. Thank you, Crawlings. This is how a donation that popped up. Um, and it, it became like a, um, you know, a burden. And I begin to complain. And, man, I hate this job. And I feel like I'm stuck. And I'm always going to be here. And I'm going to die at this job. And I'm going to die driving this truck. And I be- begin to get upset. And, um, you know, that would happen. And uh, But then, it, you know, once you become mindful, you're like, hold on. And you approach it from God's perspective. It's like, this is the answer to prayer. I had jobs that were way worse than this, and I prayed for this job. Now I'm complaining about the things that God has given me. I begged God for this job, and now I have it. Now I'm complaining about it. So hold on. We need to reassess the situation. And it's whenever you you have to walk in that, that attitude of gratitude to, for all things, and we talk about God testing and things like that. That's the test. I really believe the test is responding like Christ would responding in love and and overcoming your fears your doubts your enemies with love killing them with kindness and so to graduate that test okay i passed that test i didn't freak out i didn't you know cuss my boss out (laughs) even if you did it's okay you know got you know this healing there but um you know responding with love and so changing the learning from every situation that that you're in to be able to go to the next one to be able because if you want to you can't take that with you. You can't take that 
disgruntled employee because you, if you get another job, eventually there's going to be people gossiping about you on that job and somebody else is getting paid more who's doing less work. And then you're, yeah. man, this guy don't even work as hard as me. and He gets paid more. What's what's up with that? You know, and all of this, all of these reasons to complain, you know, but there's you have to look at it and say, OK, what are the reasons I can be thankful for? First of all, yeah. I'm still breathing. I have a job. There's so many people who don't. And then and then you just change the atmosphere. You speak it out and it changes the atmosphere. Well said. Very well said. And and sometimes it's hard to find that little thing to be thankful for. And that's why it's great to say, well, I'm breathing. That's you why know? I always go back to the breath and the heartbeat. <laughs> well, I'm breathing, yes. I praise them every day, the breath and the heartbeat. I'm thankful. Yeah. We start there and then we just move out further and further and further of all these things we're thankful for. Very well said. Um, so you mentioned you know, us praying continually, like the Bible says, always be in an attitude of gratitude, thankfulness. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm late. I'm in traffic. It's a reason. Maybe oh, I'm always wreck. grateful for traffic. Maybe there's a wreck that, ahead. Yeah. You know, and, that's you know right. and, and you have to look, you have to pick how are you going to feel about it yes. in your own head? And so you stay in this attitude of prayer and it gives you more time to pray. Most people, their only quiet time they get is in their car, in their the commute car. to work. I've had some yeah. powerful encounters in my car with yeah. God and in the spirit, you know. Um, but there's a difference there, I believe, too, because earlier you mentioned of going to your quiet place. So there's a, a prayer without ceasing, praying continually, which oh, we yeah, always that's do. Oh, chair behind me. <laughs> and then there's <laughs> the quiet, quiet place. place. Going back to the place uh -huh. where you can kind of go within. You can't really go yes. within while you're driving. While you're driving, not a good <laughs> idea. Not a good idea. Um, talking to God is one thing. Being in a deep meditation is different. Mm -hmm. And deep meditation is different than mindfulness meditation. They're all powerful. They're all useful. But you need to listen to God, not just be speaking to him all the time. And that listening happens during meditation. Uh, contemplative prayer is another time when you're just within and listening. You're not speaking. So yeah, my chair, that's my, that's my baby over there. It's so old and I don't care. It's going to go with me from place to place. Um, it's where you just find. Yeah. It's almost like as soon as you sit. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Down, you start to sink in because your body, your physical body, already knows this is the routine. So it gets easier. Mm -hmm. I, I offer loads of 10-minute meditation videos just to show people how simple it is you know you could just 10 minutes you could go down come back up and be fully refreshed it doesn't take a you don't have to be there for two hours if you choose to be you can be you know yeah 
Yeah, that's good. It's, um, I mean, there's so many scriptures that talk about going into the, the quiet place, going into the secret place. I mean, there's a scripture I wrote earlier that talks about um, as you, if you go into the secret place, God will, sh- if you seek him, if you f- seek after the Lord in the secret place, when no one's watching, he will reward you openly. And so there's that mention of the secret place and that hiding place. We're talking about the cave where David ran from his enemies and ran from Saul, but he would you know, run to God. And it's really right. um, going to that, that special place. And I it, always want to make a d- distinction there. Cause there's a lot of people who say, well, you know, I pray all the time. I'm all, so they got to pray without ceasing down. They're always praying. I pray when I go to work, I pray over my food. I pray for people who need prayer. But as far as going in to those secret chambers for yourself, that's something we all, we all have to do as well. It's your interior castle. I think it was, um, John of the, all right, never mind, don't know the parson, but it is one of the saints who, it was his interior castle. Um, he, he was punished by the bishop, I mean, literally prisoned and completely like tortured, shut down everything else, but no harm would come to him physically and all, because he kept going into his interior castle, like David went into the inner cave. Um, so scriptures filled with what you could say is, well, no, he ran into a cave or did he go into the interior cave? It's, you know, really how you want to interpret it. But I tend to go with, you're going into that interior castle, that interior cave where the spirit rests and you can hear him. That's good. Um, you're talking about, you know, being conscious of the breath and the, you know, the Bible, in Greek and Hebrew, you have the ruach, and then you have the pneuma, which is, you know, the the, the life force, and it's translated as spirit, like you say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus breathed upon his disciples, and it says that they received the Holy Spirit and the power of conscious, connected breathing of going into those the uh, you know the inner chambers. You don't even have to do that. I mean, that's how I enter in, and it helps with your meditation. A lot of people just try to clear their mind out, but if you implement breath work with it first, put your body in a relax trance state it helps but just even being practical we always hear it from counselors from you know psychiatrists and stuff they say step away and take that deep breath yes take a take step away take a breath and it's so true to take the breath and experience peace and i say it as i and i envision it and i receive it and it happens when i breathe in peace of god rest of god exhale stress worry doubt fear get rid of it and when i'm breathing in the prana the Holy Spirit, what we would call it, it comes in and cleans us out and it, uh, you know, changes our mind, will and emotions like that, like clockwork, because we know that it does in, in faith. And without faith, we know it does a certain level physiologically, yes. which is why the doctors say take a step back. But when you add the prayer of come Holy Ghost, come Holy Spirit, clear me, um, now you're giving it tremendous force because you're Mm -hmm. acknowledging what it truly is but it's going to work taking that breath is going to work now do you have to go into deep meditation to hear god absolutely not every time i do a reading i just step back in my mind and i'm there i'm in that quiet place um my gaze shifts my but now i'm listening to what the person needs to hear so i can relay it Uh, so it's not like you have to be 
mm, which by the way, when I meditate, I never do this. <laughs> you know? I'm like, eh. <laughs> I lay down. <laughs> it's, you know, that quiet spot, that interior castle, you can get into by, with practice like that. I mean, I go into it by simply saying I'm entering and I'm there and I can start listening yeah. and hearing what it is that needs to be relayed. Yep. Because you know that you're seated there at all times, really. The Bible yeah. says we're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. We're, you know, so we're already there, but it's just acknowledging, knowing that you're there and then going along for the, for the ride. You don't have to beg to get there. There's no, no maybe can I go in? It's like, okay, I know who I am. This is what I do. And like you said, it becomes, you get, you get better at it. Second it becomes nature. faster. Second nature, yes. where it would take, you know, a long time, you can take that one breath and really experience God through the breath and just instantly change oh, the situation. Oh, believe you me, I didn't snap into it right away. <laughs> no, not at all. Fighting no, thoughts. It, and... takes, it took some practice, but once you do, it's like, oh, that was pretty easy. Mm -hmm. You know, I could do this all the time now. I like to say that, uh, you know, prayer is when we talk to God. Meditation is where God talks to us. Yes. We just take that few minutes and really get in because you, you, you praying continually. You're just dishing out your needs. A lot of people, sometimes it's a communion, right? A little bit deeper, but it's just taking that time to listen. And, you know, we've always, we've all had the phone calls from the friend who calls us and they're like, they're just going on and on. I mean, maybe even for five minutes, you've only said, hello. Oh, right. yeah, my boss is this. And, John said, and they have to get it off their chest. They feel like they, they have do. a friend to confide in, but they talk for five minutes. Oh, the baby's crying. Got to go. And they hang up. It's like, you just, and so that's how God feels a lot of times when we go into prayer. We're like, God, I need this. I need that. I need this. I would love this if this happened. Please rebuke my enemy. Please open up a door for my finances. I'll just say, all right, holla at you later. Got to go watch this movie that just came out. Or whatever the case is. It's like, hold on, who are you? <laughs> you know? So it's really that intimate relationship that we have with the creator that we need to cultivate just like we would. We always hear about you know, we're called the bride of Christ in the Bible, right? We are the bride of Christ. And so it would, this, uh, you know, this marriage supper of the lamb that it talks about. So um, just like it, it, you can relate it back to as someone would have a relationship with their spouse and you have to grow in that relationship and spend time with that person. And that's how you grow a good marriage and stuff like that. And so even that's very symbolic about our relationship with the creator, you know? I often tell people, we're like children, you know, we're, I'm a grandmother, so my 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 younger grandson run and my my grandson comes running in. It's like and boom, off he goes. <laughs> um, with time, though, that's going to change. He'll come in and he's going to want to hear what I have to say. Yeah. He's not ready to hear anything I have to say. He just wants to let out all that excitement and go. As time goes, just like with my sons, as time goes, you know. When they come now, they want to hear wisdom. They want advice. They want guidance. And sometimes they don't. They'll, they'll just step in and visit and go. And it's our relationship with God is the same. You know, we will start off being neurotic like my little grandson, mm -hmm. but we will mature into yeah. a give and take and a communion. Yeah, that that's so comes good. With experience and time. That's so good, man. One of the first times I was conscious of God really speaking to me through my surroundings. I was at home off of work one day by myself. I was sick and I was, I was just flipping through the, the channels. Um, and, uh, I, I ended up passing up a program. It was Sesame street. 
And I felt the Lord speak to me and say, stop. I want you to watch this. I said, okay, this is weird. I feel the Holy Spirit telling me to pay attention. And the, and the little segment, the little skit was uh, baby bear te- Papa Bear teaching Baby Bear how to skate. And the Lord said, you're Baby Bear, I'm Papa Bear. And then and there was a fear that Baby Bear had. He's like, I don't want to skate. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fall down. He's like, no, you're going to do fine. You may fall, but I'll be here to catch you. When you fall, I'm not going to let you get hurt. I'm always going to catch you. And then uh, he's like, okay. And he's teaching him how to skate. He's like, eventually, you won't need me to skate anymore. You're going to learn how to do it. And you won't need me to pick you up and push you out there. You're going to be able to do it. And you're going to be a great skater and all of this stuff. And it was like, I was just in tears. The Lord speaking to me through this episode of Sesame Street. I, I was like, it. oh, my God. So. It's just this song and dance with the creators wanting to speak to us through everything. If we'll listen. That was the key there. So you listen to stop and watching up this part of Sesame Street. (laughs) You know, most people would have ignored that. And that's the gift that you have trained yourself to pay attention to the signs. Yeah. And then I found out that God speaks through the television or through movies. Oh, yes. Especially when you're going through different trials and tribulations. There was a time where it got really weird and. I'm watching different movies than everyone else. We're watching the same movie, but as we be- watch the intro, God is saying, okay, that's you. That's your, you know, resentment and their trial. And I'm watching a different movie because it becomes like the scriptures. The scriptures are written out in a way like that too, like the people represent different parts of us. So I'm watching a movie where this person is chasing their dreams and chasing their goal, but they're they're bitter, they're resent they have resentment. But until they apologize to everyone and do it, then it works out when they do it the right way. And like I'll be in a certain situation where God has spoken to my heart and I'm like, nope, I'm gonna do it this way instead. And I can't get away from them. Let me just watch this movie. And God is like, Nope, I'm in everything and I'm not I'm gonna chase you down because I love you until you give that thing up. And it was like, man, if we can't see God at all, if we don't see God in all, because God is really speaking through everything and everyone. And so those can, who can hear the sound of God, who can hear the voice of the Lord, the Bible says in the book of revelation, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit is saying. And that's really where we are to understand what God is saying to us and through us. And then, so we want to move in our calling. We want to move in our destiny and things like that. We want to help people. First of all, we have to do the inner work and then God Mm -hmm heals us up, and then he sends us out to bring healing to the nations as well. Interesting on the signs is you can literally ask God to, this is the sign I need. So this is going to sound crazy to some people, but I asked God to let me see triples. When When I'm in harmony with him, should I not see a triple but something close, I know that I'm off in some way. I know that people be like, what are you crazy? But I don't look at the clock on my computer. I don't intentionally try to see numbers, Mm -hmm. but we do see numbers. And when I see them, they're in triples. Mm -hmm. I know I'm fine. If I'm one number off, which happens, (laughs) I'm like, Don, where am I off right now? But I take that as he's telling me I'm off. And even if I don't know exactly what it is, which most times I do, I'll just say a quick prayer for healing to let go, whatever it is to get me back in harmony. Um, that, you know, so my sister, my little sister, she sees signs 
everywhere and they're literally signs you know yeah. she a billboard <laughs> is answering the sign a sign on the sign of the side of a truck yeah. i i actually just made that request let me know yeah. And here is what I'm asking you to show me. So you can make it simple. Where some, uh, a lot of Catholics know that if their prayer is heard by St. Teresa and she is interceding and will, and Christ said yes, you will see a rose where you don't expect to see a rose. Well, that's putting it out there. This is how I would like it to be. So put it out there how you would like it to be. Mm-hmm. Notice the power that you have with this relationship, don't just think you got to wait for something. Ask for it in a way that isn't extraordinary. You know, we don't want skies opening. It's just simple things like yeah. seeing triples, seeing a flower where it's unexpected. Those yeah. kind of things help us realize we have an excellent two-way communication with God. Man, that's so good. And it's so deep at the same time. Like, uh, you know, it really changes our consciousness. So we're able to look at those things and see, I mean, people see synchronicities all the time, but it means nothing to them, right? They see 333, they see 1111, 444. They see those billboards that the same ones that we see when we're passing yeah. by in a car, other people see them too, means nothing. Um, but it shapes your consciousness because you have that song to dance with the, with the creator. You have that conversation. And um, it, it almost seems like the, the signs as far as the synchronicity is just like by like, you know what I'm saying? Default or something like that's God's language it's by crazy. default numbers and, and things like that. Right. Yeah. It's um, like somewhere way, way, way back in time, God lined up that billboard to be exactly where you needed it to be when you were having that thought too complex for me. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Garner in the chat, he says, customize your, your experience. I like that idea or customized to your experience as well. Right. Yes. Um, it is so weird. It, it it opens up so much more of like everything. And I, and I'll, I'll, we'll explore this a little bit. This is something silly, but it, it's practical. When I was a young, dumb teenager, it would be a Friday night and me and a friend of mine would be sitting around bored and we would, um, say we wanted to get some marijuana for the night and we'd had no way to, we had no money. We had no car. We had no ride. But we kept saying it, you know, somebody's going to come by and they're going to offer us some pot, you know, yep. and, and, you and, created it. and it, it would happen. It would blow my mind. But I didn't think much of it. I was like, you know what? We lucked up. We got lucky. But now that I look back, I'm like, dude, I think we because because I'm seeing it with every other aspect of my life hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the law of attraction, and I've seen it happen then, I'm like, man, I created that. That, you know, we put that into the atmosphere. It responded and came and a bunch of little silly stuff but i know people just like what you're saying 
they say, okay, Lord, should I marry this woman? And they'll and say, if, if I should let a turtle cross the road in front of my vehicle. And they drive home and the turtle crosses in front of their vehicle. And, and to them, we see turtles in the road all the time. It means nothing. But to that person in their consciousness, to them, it's God speaking. And we yes. look back throughout the scriptures, the Bible. This is very controversial for a lot of Christians or whatever. But, you know, the Bible speaks of like early divination that was used as a beautiful thing, not of casting spells or summoning demons, right. but of the casting of lots and and different, uh, you know, the you know, the way of what we would call now the way of the tarot, even of like God speaking by chance. And there's all of these different scriptures that say, like, uh, the Lord speaks through the lot. The Lord has his way through the lot. God does nothing unless he does it this way. And, you know, uh, was Joseph said, um, do you not know that a man like me is able to find out things by the way of divination? And this was a man who used his spiritual giftings and abilities to honor God in the yes. midst of a pagan nation, right? In all of these different ways. So if, if you believe it, okay, God, we got these cubes, we got these stones, we have these bones, whatever. I mean, it's so many different ways that people use mm -hmm. that. It's what we get the term, the luck of the draw. But if you believe it, it shapes your consciousness. We look in the New Testament, you know, they when when Judas died, they needed another, they, the, num the number was 12. They needed someone to take Judas's spot. They used divination, which was the casting of lots to figure out who the next disciple would, would be the 13th disciple and it was a game of chance but they believed that god spoke to them through that luck of the draw and it did and i i believe that it. totally when you're in prayer it you're using what is available now i have my dear friend christine a phenomenal psychic and she uses the tarot cards christine prays like i do she's on a prayer group she's a heavy we're heavy prayer warriors so somebody's going to say, oh, well, you're calling up different spirits. And okay, then don't come to us. <laughs> you know, we're prayerful warriors. And we know that the divine is speaking to us in a language we can understand. So she uses Tara. I don't. I, I just, I have a listening. I have another friend, extremely spiritual woman, very prayerful woman. And she uses crystals to heal people. And she understands it's not the crystals. Yeah. It's the energy that God has put into these crystals. Just like certain plants can heal us, certain energies from crystals can. But you need to pray that it's the divine coming through. Yeah. So she uses that. Uh, I got crystals all over my room. I don't know what they're for. I just like <laughs> <laughs> So I'm not the crystal person. You know, but we all, there you go. We, we all have, um, we, we make it wrong or we make it right. Yeah. But if we're in prayer and we say, God, this is my simple way. Help me use my simple way. He's going to do whatever. Yeah. If you need that simple way of doing something he's yep. going to work with you he's not going to ignore his child because his child's not doing it the way you know somebody else says it should yeah. be done which means no kind of divination whatsoever yeah, yeah. Well, pe people have a they they, they they just don't understand that we've been told that divination is this it, because uh, i mean there's a couple of times that it was used because the intentions were were not good and god rebuked yes. it he rebuked yeah. the astrologers he rebuked the prophets he rebuked the worshipers. Hey, your your worship is out of line. It's whack. No more right. songs. 
No more music. I'm never going to hear your songs again. Your beautiful songs are going to be clanging cymbals in my ear. Okay, is that still is that still a thing? Does God does not want you to sing praises continually to him? Does he not honor that? Yes, he honors that. But it's used in the right spirit. If your spirit is off and you approach it in the wrong vibration or the wrong essence, he's not going to hear it. You have to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit that God will not turn away. And that's every day. That's not a one-time thing. I feel a moment right now that's for somebody listening. It's really good stuff. Um, but it, it's, it, is, it is good. And so to the pure, all things are pure is what the Bible says. And to, those, to the unpure, guess what? All it's things all are unpure. And I know exactly. those people. I used to be one. And so you'll be able to see God in all of the, every situation, the, even, even the small, minute things, the blade of grass even, to be able to see yeah. God's hand in, in working that and how that grass is held together. And as you zoom in on it, there's all these particles and atoms, and it just becomes the, in, the interesting, intrinsic, intrinsic hand of God moving. And you can see that in your life and everyone else's life, and it just moves out. That's how you change your conscious reality. You see God in everything. You see the beauty in everything, in the bad, the ugly, all of it. You see God's hand moving through it, throughout it all. Now, Victor Frankl uh, really emphasized that. He was a, he was a Jewish doctor uh, in the Holocaust and absolutely horrific. He was in um, Auschwitz, all kinds of experiments being done yeah. on him. Everybody in his barracks, most of the people lived and survived it because he kept helping them look at what they can give um, and look at the beauty in everything. And I remember reading where he said, looking at a dirty pot of water, muddy water with an oily fish head floating on top. And that's all that entire barracks had. For food and to be able to see that and know it was beautiful, he knew he would survive because he was seeing God's beauty in everything. And that's not a real pretty sight in the situation you're in. Yeah. So he really emphasized um, he was a psych, he lost everybody. He lost his wife, his children, his parents. He survived in the people, most of the people in his barracks. Yep. Change the, you know, the, the change the way you look at things and things that you look at will change. It'll change the situation. Yeah. And, and uh, Very and, spiritual. It, he understood that God is in everything. You got to find him now. You got to look for him. So finding God, finding that beauty. So when you go to the uh, Kabbalah and, 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 the, and you're looking at the emanations of God coming down, and if I'm going way off for some of you guys, I apologize. <laughs> no, you're so good. So <laughs> God was the I am, and he, then he, he came forth into in 10 emanations. He came forward. One of them is beauty. It's right in the center because... Beauty is where you're going to find him. That's good. Um, just like you have to look at look for God or you have to look for the beauty and everything, the same energy that it takes to do that, you have to use that for the, the negative too. And we talk about you get better at stuff. My, you know, God's been here. You know, you can get to a situation and see that, you know, the same things with, with the evil. Like you get better at spotting evil and you look at everybody and you're like, I'm a, I'm a watchman. I'm here to protect the people. And you're just looking for evil. And guess what? If you're looking for it, guess what's going to happen? You're going to find it. It's there. All of it's there. Life right. and death. 
blessings and curses. They're both there, but you have to pick, choose life that you may live. And um, so I, I cho- I, I've been on both sides and I try to stay on, I try to stay balanced, honestly. You know, there is a healthy balance. We've been That's talking right. about evil spirits and possession and deliverance and tricksters. There's a balance. You have to learn the balance. And, uh, but you have to be able to be able to discern between the two, you know. And so those who have kind of been there, sometimes we project on other people. We think that they have discernment like we do. Right? You know, we think that they, they know when someone's lying because we do. You know, we know how to discern that spirit. We know their speech changes, their body posture. There's a spirit of their essence that changes. Hold on. You're trying to deceive me. Whether it's a preacher, whether it's a car, used car salesman, it doesn't matter. There's a persona. The two of them are very similar that those two walk in. And we can discern <laughs> that. But not everybody can. They'll swallow it hook, line, and sinker. Mm-hmm. You know, from the preacher, from the used car salesman, whatever the case is. You have to learn. And so sometimes we project, we're like, everybody knows that when they don't. So we have to teach it. We have to break it down practical for people who have never, they don't know what that is. And we have to teach them how to be able to discern the spirits, which is a spiritual gift as well. And I mean, I'm guilty of seeing it and not wanting to see it so much so <laughs> that I ignore it. Yeah. And it's like, I knew that. I knew it. Every fiber of my being knew it. But what was it that I, why did I ignore it is the lesson. So now I have to look within and learn what it was that I didn't want to have to face or it'd be easier to blame the other person because if I know the truth then I have to stand up for what is right and I don't want to be the person. I mean, who knows what? I mean, even though I can discern a lot of stuff, I do blind myself intentionally because I don't want to be responsible all the time. Oh, yeah. So there is a responsibility that comes with the more you open yourself up to intuitive powers and psychic powers, the more responsibility you have to make sure you're spiritually strong, make sure you're psychologically strong and be willing to look and be willing to stand up for right and wrong. I mean, to say, hey, this isn't appropriate, righteous anger, not just anger because of whatever. (laughs) Personally, yeah, you're personally... Uh, offended, offended or, or still yeah. hurt by that the, the, or yeah. that or those type of people like again you're talking about being around men and you're like mm-hmm. you know you just feel uncomfortable and you don't even know why it's the it's really interesting that you you brought that up because i talk about it all the time it's it's universal right when you're trying to find healing and there's, there's it's an open wound and what's happening is you're getting triggered well someone is sticking yes. their finger in that wound and it hurts yes. they don't even know why they don't even know that they're cut They've been stabbed in the back. Don't even know, you know, but when somebody touches it, oh, it becomes such a part of who you are. You no longer distinguish it as something different. And that's what happened as a child. Somewhere it became who I am. These conversations in my head were real. They were who I was. It wasn't until I could discern that that was not who I was, that they disappeared, that I am actually a, a whole child of God. And, that had an experience that truthfully, if I could change, I would not change because it made me who I am today. That bad experience gave me the strength of who I am today. Did I go through a whole bunch of heck in a handbasket before getting to where I am? Yeah, but that heck in a handbasket stuff made me who I am today. And I love who I am 
So I'm not going to, I wouldn't change it. And most of us wouldn't change our crosses or our bad Mm -hmm. situations when we really look because they gave us strength. And which is why you said God throws some stuff our way. Yeah. So we learn and we grow. Did he throw this particular uncle my way? I don't know, but I'm not upset that it happened because I now can look at it and say, wow, thank you. Yeah. I can help so many people. I make a difference opening my mouth and sharing my story. So yeah, thanks for sending it my way. For sure, man. Like sometimes you feel because you're intuitive and you can discern the spirits and you talk to those people and you can see it on them, you know what it is. And so you know what they have to do and you can help them. Um, Sometimes when they're triggered, you think they know why. These people don't even know. Like you said, you were like in in your 50s when you you understood that. I have people on here a lot. And uh, I quote the Bible or talk about Jesus or even use the word God. I'm better if I say universe, source, energy, spirit. They're like, okay, good. I use God. They're like, their face changes. <laughs> they, they, they let out a, uh, under their breath. I'm like, hold on. This is weird. It's not normal. When I say God, you go, ugh. That's weird. That's a weird conversation. So there's little triggers. Now, okay, I know what happened. And you hear it come out in conversation and stuff. And I don't think they're mad. Maybe they're mad at God, but a lot of times it's mad. They're mad because their father was a preacher who disowned them because of something. And I have friends like that who yeah. they've been excommunicated from Christianity or from Mormonism or whatever the case is. And so, any mention of God, they're they're upset. There's a, they're mad at Jesus because Jesus represents someone who doesn't like them and someone who's who hates them and has you know punished them to eternal damnation even you know in these these ungodly you know, if there beliefs was a god my mother wouldn't have been taken as a child exactly. you know there's a lot of reasons to not yeah. want to hear there's a god a lot of different yeah. reasons but you know those little those little reactions they're triggers and i really think that the triggers we have to go into them to, to find healing okay why is this ailing me i get it too like somebody will disagree with me and call me out or just say some weird stuff and it may hurt me or maybe feel some way and I want to respond out of anger and hold on. Okay. Why am I doing this? Do I really, am I really, am I still swayed by the opinions of men or have I given up my, have I truly given up my right to be right? They have their opinion. They're lashing out. Why am I trying to go down that road with them? You know, and you have to catch yourself and say, why is that drawing me in to whatever the case may be, you know, and because really you have no dog in the fight. And if you're a spiritual warrior, if you're one that's, who is trying to bring forth healing, you know, you have to, they're going to try to get. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Chew out of that. That's a vibration. There's a, uh, you have to take the high road when you want to oh, yeah. take the low road. When it's easier to take the low road, you have to stay on that high level of vibration to really walk in integrity with your hands clean and your heart being pure at all times. I think it was Buddha who said, if you think you're enlightened, go visit your family. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, I mean, those of us who, 
like to think of ourselves as really like we move forward, we're, we're standing, we can discern when, you know, we know right from wrong, you know, put us with our families. And we really, that's where the trials happen. Um, I'm happy to say in my, and I got a pretty big family, it's peaceful, it's nice, but it took years of getting past and, ta- and years of letting go of what would have offended you. It's like, okay, that's the best they can do. That's the best they can communicate. Time for me to let that go. Who cares? I'm going to burn a relationship because they can't express something the way I think they should express it. Or, oh God, their political views are different than mine. <laughs> are they the same family? You know, like who really gives a Mm-hmm. a hoot you know so you have to be able to uh release keep releasing that's good you always feel like you have to be right you have to comment and it, social media does a lot for it though because mm-hmm. the people are commenting i got friends who just they see something they don't agree with they're gonna let you know it's their yep. responsibility it's their right as a christian even christians will do it it's my God, it's my Christian duty to tell them that they're wrong. You know, it's like, is it really? Yeah, it's your Christian duty to love them even though they're wrong. You know what I'm saying? I, I, that's what I believe. But uh, I, I, we, I, we learn a lot I through fear, that. I fear some of the Christian groups. I fear for them because, like yesterday, I had a client and the, um, and the spirit was very loudly clear that the church her daughters are in are a judgmental Christian group. Mm-hmm. And it's the more they judge, the more they feel right. And it's almost like they look to be offended so they can show you how right they are. Yep. And that's a shame because that's not where Christ is coming from. And I told the mom exactly what I was hearing. Pray for them. That's it. Just pray for them and pray that they have clarity comes through. That's all you can do. You got to let them go to the church that they're going to go. Yeah, and do it way. Yeah, it comes out of an, uh, an offense. It comes out of, um, you know, being insecure about your beliefs. So I have mm-hmm. to tear other people down, or I have to convert people over to what I believe. I mean, I'm just speaking from experience. Like, whether it's a far out doctrine or whatever you believe, whether it's religious or not, maybe it's aliens. I have to convince you that aliens are real, so that I'm not so crazy. You know, so we try to get as many people as we can. And it definitely happens in the church. I have to tell you that God's going to judge the wicked with fire and and cast you into eternal torment because I'm scared that he might still do it to me at this point. You know, and there's just so many ways people are projecting out uh, with that stuff. And it's like anytime someone attacks you or tries to convince you or uh, down talks you or even someone else, especially leaders and stuff, it's because they're insecure. And, mm-hmm. and they have to push people away from you to draw people unto themselves. And that's not the way it's supposed to be either. And that's a spirit that's definitely rampant in the churches. It's in the spiritual communities and stuff it's as well. It's in a whole It's, it's in, in, in everything. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Even in our nation, the way it has divided yes. us yeah. with... Um, Mus- Muslims, Mexicans. Right. I mean, yeah, know, right. Yeah, you know, the right side and the left side. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's now so alienated where we used to be able to sit down, have a conversation, agree to disagree and move on. Yeah. Um, God, nobody agrees to disagree anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's right, you know. Yeah. But has an opinion. Has um, well, I wanted to go back to the to uh, the animal thing again, just here closing up a little bit. Um, talking about animals, there's a, there's a scripture in the Bible 
where Jesus casted out some demons and he casted them into the swine and they went down and drowned themselves in the water. Can, now that's, that's a controversial thing, especially with dealing, being sensitive to animals, I'm sure. And so what about not that, but animals being demon possessed, animals having a bad spirit influencing them or lashing out. Is that possible? The animals have demons messing with them and, and riding them and stuff like that? Well, I know for a fact that, well, I shouldn't say I know for a fact. Who the heck am I to say that? <laughs> I know from experience, my experience, that demons ride storms. And I learned that this is possible. And from my own experience, have been able to stop them from doing extra, more damage. So um, during this warrior conference, they were saying, when there's a bad storm, revoke the demon before the storm gets strong and starts coming uh, outward because they will ride the storm and make more havoc. Now, where I lived in Delaware, the power went out, power would go out three to four times a year. I used to say, if Mother Nature sneezed, my, and my power would go out. And I would be the last person on the string. So it's like all these people getting their energy back, getting their energy back. I was always the last group <laughs> to get it back because I was so far out on the string. So it would drive me crazy. As soon as I learned that, though, from the Spiritual Warfare Conference, that is what I would do. Every time I heard it would be a thunderstorm, heavy winds, anything, I would quickly say a prayer. I would rebuke the demons that would ride the storm, not tie them down to the foot of the cross. You are not touching anything, allow nature to be. Our power stopped going out. The last seven years I lived there, we had no issues. Um, that being said, I would believe a demon could use an animal. Have I experienced it? No. Do I know of any stories? No. Um, other than Cujo. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> you know, that's fiction. Uh, I only can speak to nature as a whole in my experience. I believe it would be possible. Have I seen it? No. Yeah, the storms one are, is, is very, very interesting. Um, I got a, a friend of mine who uh, I remember years ago, he would, uh, there would be tornadoes and floods that were coming and he'd go outside and he'd put his hands in the air and he'd speak to that storm and it would subside. Um, there were times where it was the opposite. I remember, you know, just trusting God at some, you know, my faith getting deeper. And at work, when it rained, we got a break. And it would be the the peak of summer, and I'm out weed eating in a ditch, and I got grass all over me, and I'm beaming sweat, and I'm just like I'm speaking to the clouds. I'm like willing it to happen, and and so I, there's times I felt like I've willed storms to come to get, give yes. us a break. Me and my crew need a break. The boss will let us break when it rains, and pulling the storm to us. I've I felt like I've done that, and being a delivery driver, going through a storm, and I'm speaking it into existence. I'm saying, okay, when I Storm is cool. It's okay. But when I get there, I need yes. to not to storm stop. over my vehicle right. so I can get this package out yes. and not get soaking wet. And I, and I, there would be times where it happened. But there were other that, times where my friend would go out there and pray against the storm and his house would flood or I would get soaking wet, <laughs> you know, getting to the stop, too. You know, it's a work both ways. But it's amazing how often it does work. And mm -hmm. who's to say that that flood should not have wiped out his house? Mm -hmm. I mean, you are praying for it to 
whole, no demons can interfere. You're not interfering with the nature of God and whatever he wanted to have happen. And so it's just flooded his house where if the demons rode the storm could have wiped out mm-hmm. his house. And we ourselves are so powerful. We can influence nature. We can say, okay, hold that rain. Yeah. Um, you know, God would, you know, hold, get those angels out there. Let them hold that for yeah. me while I do X, Y, or Z. It's just, it's in our minds are so powerful. We are so connected to the creator. We're just really starting to realize it. Mm-hmm. And we're like infants in realizing it. Yeah. I believe millennials ago, like millions of years ago, humans had a better understanding of that connection. For sure. And, you know, as we progressed, we became further away from our actual yeah. beginnings that now we're starting to touch back into it. Yeah. I have a comment here from um, uh, someone on Facebook, Davion, a friend of mine, I just interviewed him. Uh, he says the Indians would do rain dances to draw rain right. during, during drought. So they knew their connection and the vibration and maybe sing the song of the rain or the vibration and bring that, bring that in and will it to happen as well. I mean, we look at the scriptures. I mean, it's full of instances where, you know, the, the, the disciples were, you know, at sea and the boats you know, getting tossed and turned in the rain and, and the storm and feeling like they're about to die and lightning's popping everywhere. And they're like, where's Jesus? And he's asleep at the bottom of the boat. He's sleeping. They're like, run out and wake him up. And they're like, man, why are you sleeping when we're about to die? You're about to let us all die. Get up. And so Jesus gets up and he rebukes the winds and the rain. He just speaks to it. But then he rebukes them. He said, right. why did y'all come wake me up? You guys could have did this. I've taught y'all how to do this. And you come and wake me up to do it, you know? And so obviously it, I, I believe that's physical. I believe there's some physical truth to that, but definitely uh, uh, um, a spiritual, uh, spiritual about our, the storms and winds and waves within yes. our own lives that are blowing us around and the bills with the storm and the, the wind and wave of the bill, unexpected bill that shows up or whatever the case is, you know, and different yeah. things that are going on and healings in our bodies and stuff. And Jesus can speak to that but he it, deeper he's teaching us to speak to that and they say hey hey who is this one who even the winds and waves obey him and they were left in awe and wonder you know and that's us though it's not he, yeah. he says greater things shall you do this is just the beginning you come on you guys couldn't do, he's like looking at them like they're crazy y'all couldn't do this this is easy <laughs> you backed my sleep don't wake <laughs> me up from a nap yeah good <laughs> I want to share one quick story, if I may. Yes. Of going back to the animal communication. I was in a business meeting. I just to give your audience an understanding of how easy they can communicate and what we can do when we know what they want. So Duke, the dog that I was uh, telling you about earlier, I'm at a conference. It's a business one. It has nothing to do with intuition. <laughs> and suddenly... I see Duke in my mind and I'm like, wow, okay, he needs something. In my mind, he can't get up. Now he's only about six years old. He's a big dog. He was not suffering from arthritis. He was showing very small traces of arthritis at by this point. But in the vision, in that quick image, he couldn't get up. I called my husband during break. I said, is Duke okay? He's like, yeah, he's fine. He's right here. We're watching football. No big deal. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. 
boom, he comes back into my mind again. I'm like, okay, Duke, they're telling me you're okay. What's wrong? So this is, I'm showing you, all you have to do is talk to the image, knowing that you are relating to the animal. He stood there on all fours and then turned his nose and tapped his hip. So I said, okay, something's going on with your hip. Show me. Now, mind you guys, from our conversations we've had through this whole podcast, you know, in my head, I am saying Jesus. I, I just say the name of Jesus and it's like a prayer to me. So I'm saying his name. I'm looking at what the dog's showing me and he showed me chalk all over his hips. I realize the dog is saying the arthritis is bothering me. So in my mind, I just picked up erasers because what do you do with chalk? You erase them. I erased the chalk in his hips. I, it was so vivid. I actually felt like it was on me and I started shaking the dust off of me. Mm. When I got home the next, that evening, it was actually that evening, that dog was like a puppy. He would not leave me alone. He was running up and down the steps, jumping off of the platform up from one landing to the ground. He was acting like he was when he was a puppy. He had no pain at all, and he wouldn't leave me alone. He was like on me like this all day. It was his, the, the rest of that day and the next. It was his way of saying, thank you. You heard me. You paid attention to me. So these images that flash in and out, don't ignore them. Question them. Question them, question them and see where it takes you. Do it while in prayer. And like I said, the prayer was simple. I just repeat the name Jesus in my head while I am, because the name of Jesus is powerful. So it's not like it's just saying Jesus. You don't want to just say Jesus. You know, you're saying it with reverence. Um, and listen, ask questions, be willing to explore, be willing to be curious, and you'll be surprised at where it takes you. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. Have you um, seen a, a video? It's it's kind of going around Facebook right now, but it's a, a video of a, a cow, and it's in India. And you have the the cow adorned with like a crown and and religious garments and stuff. And the people are coming in, and they bow before the cow in India. And the cow is just taking its hoof and placing it on their head or their back, and just like almost like he's blessing them. And when the cow touches them, they'll get up and go. And the next person comes and lays down and. He touches them and stuff like that. So it's like almost like the cow's blessing them or something like that or, or whatever cows the case are is. very, very sacred in, uh, the, yeah. to India. Yeah. I, um, I, I haven't seen it, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, so, so we've seen that video, and I showed my wife, and she's like talking about how it, it reminded her of like we used to have prayer meetings and stuff, and we'd lay hands on people and pray for them at the house, and our little dog would come up, and he would put his paw on people while well, we were praying. part of it. He's like, mm -hmm. he's praying with us and we let the dog pray for you. He's a, he's a great healer. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. You want to talk about having no conversations of garbage in their head. They have a direct connect. Mm -hmm. They, un animals understand their purpose. Even cattle understand their purpose. Chickens understand their purpose. Their purpose is that they are going to be eaten. They are being raised to be, to be feed. But they're at peace with it because they don't have the free will we do. And there's an understanding of I'm doing what God has me doing, and I'm okay with that. Now, it's our responsibility to be humane through the process and not 
treat them the way we do. But, you know, that's another topic. That's debatable, depending on the guest. (laughs) Right. I mean, if I'm a chicken farmer, you better darn well believe. Don't tell me how to raise them. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, who's to say what's right or wrong? Yeah. Um, well, Nora, I really enjoyed this conversation again. I told you at the blast. beginning, um, you know, how long the episode was. It's like, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to do an hour. But, um, you know, and you say, like, well, some of them go longer. It's like, well, if they go longer, it's usually I'm vibing with the guest. And, uh, we, it, it's turned <laughs> I'm supposed into a, to have met friends a half an hour ago at the Greek Festival uh, in Delaware. I'm not worried about it. I'm sure uh, they're going to hold the spot for me. <laughs> oh, we, we had good company. We, 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 got a, we got a bunch of people here hanging out live with us as well. Uh, thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed this this episode, and we'll have to do it again. Go ahead and plug your website. Let people know where they can go to check out your stuff. You have a lot of information on your website. It's done really well. Um, so, yeah, you get a bunch of videos, uh, writings, your story, all of that's on there, and, and, and a lot more detail as well. Let people know where they can go to check out your work. And then you also do private sessions and stuff as well, right? Yes, I do. Um, I'm at www.intuition, I-N-T-O-I-N-T-U-I-T-I-O-N.com. Um, or you could do noratricello.com. But uh, for your listeners, if you do decide to take any of the services in the promotion bar, put TRUTH in capital letters, and you will get 25% off of anything that's there. Because I just real, I, I so enjoyed this. This was a blast. So I set that up in case I liked it. I can offer it to you. Again. <laughs> Heck yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've been uh, yeah. We, that's that's uh something really cool when 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 people do that. So th- yeah, thank you for offering that to our audience. And uh, again, we'll have to do this again because I really enjoyed this conversation. And you have so much more that you bring to the table as well that we didn't even discuss. But it was a this was jam packed full of information. And we're talking about synchronicities and all that kind of stuff. I'm just reading in the comments here, people saying that this episode for them is a synchronicity. And it's so oh, funny when, when you're when you're in the spirit and having a conversation, being intentional with the conversation. And then you were answering questions from the chat and you didn't even know it. You know, you probably knew it. You know, it's through, through, through the somewhere spirit. Something's <laughs> telling you, right? Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, my friend, we'll have to do it again. You enjoy Thank your you day and uh, really enjoyed this. Thank you. Bye, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Nora Trusello, ladies and gentlemen. I enjoyed it. Really good. Enjoyed the animal stuff. Uh, obviously, I really enjoy the healing stuff. Always got to find that uh, person that you resonate with. And, uh, you know, not all of my guests. I could say some of the one of the last guests I had on, it was a very, it seemed like an awkward interview. A really big name, but it was just, I don't know if he was feeling the aesthetic or the vibe or something. It was just different. We didn't go for that long. He said, I have a sharp a sharp, uh, uh, sharp nine o'clock. I have to go maybe 10 minutes before to switch over. It was just a weird conversation. But when you have those people on that you vibe with, it makes for a very beautiful conversation. Um, I don't know what it is, you know, and I'm, I'm thinking about it, like, cause I'm conscious of it, right. As we're talking about this. So I'm conscious, like, is it because of Christ? Is it because we have that in common and therefore, I mean, that opens me up. You know, if I have somebody on who's, who doesn't know what I'm talking about, I mean, there's different levels to it and I've tried to look at it. I mean, the Christ thing definitely helps me open up with, with the, uh, uh, person. Um, so, uh, (laughs) so fun. 
Devion, I'm just—it's one of the last ones you're asking which which interview is it. Well, I'm, I won't call the name because maybe they'll come back on or something and be, have a different conversation. You never know. But you have those other conversations where, like I said, we go me and you, Devion. We went three hours, man. You know, three hours with beautiful conversation. Me and uh, Nora went, you know, two hours. And so there's some people at the top of the hour. I'm just scratching for questions. I just nothing I really find interesting. But those other guests you have on. You know, you ask them a question, they give you a story, and then I pull four questions out of that that, I, that I'm really intrigued by. You know, maybe it's me. Who knows? But you find that person that you uh, gel with. And I look at my longer interviews and the really good interviews. Most of the time, you know, there's a foundation upon Christ. I have to be honest. So it opens up more. Okay, you're going to get this. When I say this, I can talk about that. I can talk about this. Because you're going to understand that I'm trying to find common ground with these people. Uh, and there's a lot. There's so much common ground. I'm studied in, in many different traditions. I have my own personal tradition that I follow, devotee of Christ. And so when someone shares that, I wonder if we look back over the episodes that go two hours, two and a half, three hours, if that's what it is. If it's the connection with Christ consciousness, that, that there's a mutual bond in the spirit there. I wonder if that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, <laughs> but I know I really enjoy those interviews and they, I, uh, I feel good when they leave and uh, there's a lot, I feel confident about it as well, just everything we've talked about. So just something to think about. And that's for you guys who have been here for a long time. Just got a message from someone here popped up on my Facebook, said that they've been listening to me since 2011. 2011. Where were you people then? <laughs> In your spiritual journey, where was I? You know, there was some weird interviews back then. Some weird, you know, come. we've all come a long way. But yeah, shout out to everybody hanging out with us live. Everybody uh, hanging out in the chat. You know, going back to the weather thing, and I have to be honest about this, man. Just my view, um, and, and, and as well as concerning the scriptures, I mean, I used to be really afraid of of, of storms, right? Like I watched Twister when I was a kid. I've heard horror stories. Like we had a Christian family that used to babysit me and my sister, and they would tell us all these horror stories about heavy metal music and the devil and all this kind of stuff. And they used to tell us about tornadoes picking up houses and the person would pray. And I, this probably didn't happen. But they would tell us that the tornado picked up a house and carried it, and the people prayed, and God set it down perfectly in a field somewhere. And but as little kids, your mind is impressionable. You're like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm scared that it's not going <laughs> to be put down. A tornado going to pick up my house. You see all these little little things like you talk about, like, um, uh, what is that movie? Um, uh, with Dorothy or the Wizard of Oz, you know, and seeing all of this stuff and being scared by it. So I had a fear of storms. We would be out playing basketball and, and all the kids in the community where I lived and then these billowing clouds would come rolling up black clouds and i would like i kind of panic we got to get inside you know we got to hunker down man it's like i'm thinking like i was just so afraid for every every storm and and everything i thought i was gonna die from a tornado coming it was like really crippling but um and even into my adulthood maybe some of that was still there when i got became uh, a christian it changed a lot, but it was still something fear because I'm down here in Alabama and we've, you know, lived through so many different uh, tornadoes. I mean, tornadoes and hurricanes 
that come to, you know, ravage the Gulf Coast even, you know, so there's always that fear there. And we would be without power for a week or at times and, um, you know, doing so much destruction. But there was a scripture. <clears throat> now, whether this is the truth or whether this is just the way that that scripture was worded, I think another version said something different. But this scripture brought peace to me. I had a, a Bible um, pocket. A little, oh, it, was, it was actually the Jesus Freak uh, Bible scripture reference. It wasn't a Bible, but scripture references. And it had a bunch of different, um, you know, situations like fear, failure, doubt, insecurity. And there were scriptures that would speak to that. So I would pull it out and I would just, especially like what you're going through, you just read a couple of scriptures. And it was a Jesus Freak DC Talk version. Really, really cool little book carried in my back pocket at work. And that helped me. I pulled it out. But uh, during hurricane season, um, I pulled it out and it was a chapter about storms and it had all of these different um, scriptures about storms. And I still had that fear there. And the scripture said it's in the book of Psalms, but it says, do not be afraid of sudden storms and destruction that come to um, wreak havoc on the wicked for the Lord God will protect you. And uh, whether that was, you know, spiritual storms that we go through, physical storms. I took it literal. Like I said, there's other versions that even say something different. But for me, it gave me a peace that uh, that God would protect me through the storm. That he would protect me through the storm. And then upon further study, and this is even, you know, I'll be told in the church and stuff that the, that the devil uses hurricanes, that the devil creates hurricanes and sends them out. And, um, and then understanding the sovereignty of God and the deeper levels of that, the scripture says in the Old Testament, it says that the Lord has his way in the whirlwind and don't be afraid of the su sudden storms that come to punish those who are wicked. Is that talking about like everybody who was in the wake of that stuff is getting punished by it? I know this, you know what I'm saying, theology, and it opens up a can of worms, but um, I was told that the devil was the one who created hurricanes and created storms and stuff, but throughout the the scriptures that says that God does it. You know what I'm saying? So that really changed, changed my thinking and the way I looked at it and stuff. And it's debatable now. Well, well, you know, why would God destroy someone's house? Why would God kill all these people? And, you know, and it doesn't fit well in your theology. So you have to change your theology so that it fits into what that says and, and make it bend the scriptures to say what you want it to say. So there's a, a bunch of stuff like that. Devion says, uh, Mother Earth also defends itself against imbalance by creating a natural disasters to restore balance. I think so, man. I'm with you on that. Um, and, and one thing we're talking about Christians and stuff and like you're talking about a people who are like not connected to nature. That was one big thing where I was like going back and forth about who I am and what my ministry is and what it looks like. I would go back to just straight Christian only Jesus stuff hanging with the church folks and then I would have my spiritual friends who had no idea what Christianese was and I would listen to music that promoted like uh you know being in nature and seeing God in everything and stuff and there was a piece that was there in that music but because it wasn't Christian I would try to like separate myself from it well that's not Christian I can't listen to it but it would let me know how connected I was and then I would hear sermons and stuff about you know, Jimmy Swagger Ministries and stuff and how it was okay to abuse the earth because it's going to be destroyed one day and we can 
abuse it for its fossil fuel and uh, they would make fun of the green movement. They would make fun of people trying to preserve the earth and people trying to stand up for the whales and for the animals and stuff like that. I would hear these sermons and it would just rub me the wrong way because they were like abusing the earth and God gave us the earth to do what we wanted with it. And it was like, man, but on the other side, the, the spiritual community, they they understood our connection with the earth. There's a thing called grounding. I'm grounding right now. My feet are on a grounding pad right now. And the power of going outside, taking off your shoes and putting your feet on the ground, grounding with the earth, connecting with it. And people are always wearing shoes. We look back at the uh, Native Americans and, and the, the, you know, the spiritual powers there with, with grounding. And they always, you know, had their shoes off and, uh, you know, the power of hair and, and where that comes from and your hair being in uh, extension of the nervous system and seeing all these different spiritual practices that if you're conscious of it, the Bible doesn't even condemn it. Like the Bible promotes it. We look at like, you know what I'm saying? Samson with his long hair. And then when he sh- shaved his head, uh, he lost his spiritual power. And there's, they've done studies and stuff about when, when it comes to hair and our connection with nature and, the, you know, the, the Native Americans, they cut their hair. They, they would like when we talk about being uh, walking and, and, and operating off of intuition, they were able to tell when the in- enemies were close and people were coming for them. They had like a sixth sense about them. But when they cut their hair, they 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 stopped being able to sense that. And um, we look at that and we read in the Bible, see the story of Samson, you know, cut his hair, lost his, his power. Um, and then there's a, the scripture goes on and says, uh, I've cut my hair. Now I have become like every other man. Now I'm just like one of them, the baldies, you know, the bald head people. It's interesting. Uh, but there's a connection there that is lost in religion. And uh, you're not going to find it in religion. It is in being connected spiritually, whether you're a Christian whether you're a Muslim, whether you're a Jew, whether you just don't claim any religion and you're just one with all the elements and just understanding that you are connected with all of it and you are affected, you are influenced by that stuff. It's a beauty there that you're not going to find in religion. And I love it. It's good stuff. Um, the, you know, the scripture says that God is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him in what area through through. We're talking about going into the secret place. We spoke a lot about that today, and that's a big one. But what is that? Just fathom that. This is what the Lord put on my spirit right before this interview. He says, he is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. He has rewards. It says that if you seek him in in the secret place, I will reward you openly. Okay, what is a reward? What kind of rewards does God have for us? A reward is something good. I'm going to. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to give you these things because I'm going to lavish my love upon you because I love you. What are God's rewards? So just think a minute to just take, take a minute to think about that. Like what is God's rewards for you? That's deep to just get lost. To get lost in that. Rewards, reward of those who diligently seek him. Is it peace? Is it a sound mind? That's good. Having a sound mind, peace, love, and a sound mind. That's a reward, right? It's definitely not a cursing. It's a blessing. So to, to know that as your peace, 
to let that be your truth. To delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the, the desires of your heart. Those are rewards. A parent knows you want something. A parent knows you have been talking about something. And then gives it to you, rewards you. Not, not contingent upon your performance, but simply because they love you. They give you rewards. The Bible says you give your children good gifts. How much more your father will give you the Holy Spirit. That's a reward. Fruits of the Holy Spirit. There's a reward. There's a, a law of sowing and reaping. Whatever, every action that you do has an equal or greater reaction. The things that you do is going to come back. It's a slingshot. Whatever you're creating is going to come back. So creating those good things, pursuing peace, loving the Lord with all of your heart, speaking evil of no man, as the Bible says, there's rewards for doing that. All of that, walking in the truth, renewing your mind, there's a reward in that. Not getting overcome with evil, not having continual wicked thoughts. Like that's, a, that's a reward, not to, not to be in that. Fellowship, as Crowling says, you know, there's rewards. God rewards obedience, but it's contingent upon his love. I don't think it's content, contingent upon how many times we get it right or how many times we mess up for that. I think the testing is even a reward. You know, going through the um, the trials and tribulations. Um, Rab on um, YouTube is asking, says, Derek, what is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, um, man, I, there would be so many shows that we could do um, talking about what it is and the functions. And I could give you my opinion and it would only be scratching the surface. And there's so many different uh, aspects of it. Uh, um, but as far as what is the Holy Spirit, it is the the essence of Jesus. It is, um, Jesus says, it's greater uh, for me to go. When Jesus was, was uh, told about the cross, the Lord told him he had to go to the cross and everybody was freaking out. We don't want to lose you. We want you to be here with us, man. You're helping us, man. We're going to change the world. He said, no, nah, it's better that I go because the Father will send the comforter. And the Holy Spirit was already in the earth, and the, and the Holy Spirit would come upon people to do specific things in the Old Testament. But part of Jesus going to the cross, God sent forth the Holy Spirit to dwell righteously with everyone. And so it has a job, or he has a job. And it's, that's debatable, too. People want to say, is it the Holy Spirit? Is he? It's all of it. It's all of it. It's it. It's he. It's her. It's thee. It's thy. It's thine. It's them. It's all of it. It's the life essence. It's the pranayama. It is the life force that animates all creation. It's beautiful. It's the refiner's fire that comes. It is the very essence of Jesus that comes to dwell within our hearts. And it ignites that flame that's already there. We all have a little piece of that flame there. You know, the Hindus believe that there is a literal 
fire within your, or a little spark within your heart, hence the sacred heart of Jesus. We see the heart with the little flame in it, right? But it's when a, when a prophet, when a man or woman of God comes and speaks into your life, they're able to blow upon that flame, to ignite that flame that is within you, and it becomes a fire. And you do that by the laying on of hands, by prophesying, by, by being able to read someone and speak that thing into them. Again, it goes back when it says that Jesus breathed upon his disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. He breathed upon his disciples and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, that, that flame was already there. There's a light within every man. But it takes someone to blow upon that, to fan the flame of fire that is within you. The Bible says that we do that by the laying on of hands as well. So the Holy Spirit is the gift of God and his job, his job, whatever you like to call him or your conviction allows you to call him. Um, its job is to convict the world of righteousness, to comfort um, and to, to uh, con convict, comfort and to heal. Why? Why do we need the Holy Spirit? Well, because on this walk. It could be cold, it could be dark, it could be lonely at times. It could be discomforting. This walk can be very discomforting. It's not comfortable all the time. Guess what? It's part of his job. He loves to come in and comfort you. Part of his job is to um, give us a garment. We have a garment of, of heaviness. He gives us a garment of praise. It's like God's hand moving on the earth. God's hand reaching out through you through the person and presence of the Holy Spirit. If you need that touch, the Holy Spirit's with you. I'm going to comfort you. You need healing, emotional healing. It's the Holy Spirit that does it. Spiritual healing, the Holy Spirit that does it. Again, it just goes with what I just said. Uh, Dandelion says, when I feel the Holy Spirit touch me, it's like a warm, thick velvet blanket, royal blue, purple, a wind, but inside of me. That's just one. I know it's just one. I mean, there's so many ways. There's a comfort. There's a touch. There's a fire that is ignited within you. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the very essence of Jesus that comes. And um, you have to ask for it. It's a gift. You have to ask for it. You have to be desperate. You know, you have to want it. Uh, for me, I experienced that in 1998 whenever I uh, asked Jesus to come into my heart, you know. Asked God to forgive me of my sins, cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And then that fire came and burnt out all the wrong that I had ever done. Many people experience this in different ways. In the Bible, it says it was like a, the sound of a mighty rushing wind. Maybe it sounded like a storm, right? Um, Dandelion again says sometimes like oil. feels like an oil, yeah? The Bible talks about the oil of joy. He says like a thousand volts of power, electricity, all of that. It's beautiful. Um, and and re you really get to see what religion is. Religion is essentially... Christianity or whatever religion without the Holy Spirit. That's religion. And it's not good. It's ugly. 
is very detrimental. It hurts people. Um, but people learn how to do religion. They learn how to do Christianity and they do it out of a religious duty. But those who follow the spirit, they are the sons and daughters of God. That's what the Bible says. Those who follow the spirit, those who are led of the spirit, are the sons and daughters of God. Why do you say you love me and you don't do the things that I, I ask? So, I mean, there's many different names depending on the culture. Um, the Holy Spirit is, is the name of the Ruach HaKodesh, um, the breath of, of, of life. Um, many different names in, in the scriptures as well. But uh, it's beautiful. It's a cleansing fire. Um, so, yeah, if you want it, just ask the Father. And he'll give it to you. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. And uh, the comforter, man, makes all things new, rights the wrongs, heals you. The Holy Spirit, there's just so many. Let's see. Let's just even just do, um, I don't have many uh, scriptures or anything in front of me, but I'm going to type it in. So we can look it up and just see some of the um, verses in the New Testament. Let's see. It, and essentially, um, it's, it's, it's the essence of Christ. And it talks about how there was something different. There was something peculiar about Jesus. Because it says that when he taught, he didn't teach as one of the Pharisees or one of the teachers of the law. Like they knew it, they had head knowledge, they kept the commandments. It is what it is, what it is, it was what it was. But Jesus taught as one who had authority because it was the Holy Spirit. His words were, were, were pneuma. It's a, it's a word that speaks to you in that moment. Then it goes on to say that um, Paul in Corinthians talks about how a lot of people come, especially speaking of the Pharisees and people now, you can see this now, people come with uh, elegant words and uh, the wisdom of words, and they have these great sayings and stuff, and they can move a crowd with the words. But he says, I have come to give you what is called a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. A demonstration of the Holy Ghost um, through the laying on of hands, through prayer, as a demonstration. It knows what we need. It knows um, what what you need before you even ask of it. And it prays for you, intercedes for you. Let's see. So, um, okay. So John, so Christy wants me to read John seven. Let's see. Let's see where I can start. Okay. So he's talking to his John chapter seven. Let's start like verse 33. Uh, he's talking to his, um, disciples about going to the cross. Then, then, uh, said Jesus unto them yet a little while I am with you. 
and then I go unto high, unto him that sent me. Ye shall seek me and not find me, and where I am, thither you cannot come. Then said the Jews among themselves, Whither will he go that we shall not find him? Will he go unto the dispersed among the Gentiles and teach the Gentiles? They thought he was just going to like go somewhere. Uh, the manner of saying is this is that he said, Ye shall seek me and not find me, and where I am, thither you cannot come. In the last day, uh, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come after me to drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. We talk about this all the time, but it says in parentheses, it says, But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Many of the people there heard this saying of the truth, uh, that this is the prophet. Others said that he is the Christ, but some said Christ shall come out of Galilee. Um, but it goes back to what the prophet Joel prophesied. And this is when we really get into God's love for, for all of mankind, where it talks about uh, Joel prophesied that God would pour out his spirit on all flesh. And it's, it's really beautiful that we're talking about this because in, in the New Testament, when this happened, um, was the day of Pentecost. And it's really cool that we're talking about this because Pentecost is in five days. Five days is Pentecost. And this is when we celebrate the remembrance of when God poured out his spirit. And so this is what happened in the book of Acts. After Jesus left, they're like, okay, Jesus gave us all these cryptic writings. He talked about the Holy Spirit. What is it? Don't we already have it? I don't know. And so there's different uh, sects of believers at the time who they didn't know. Um, and they all had different opinions and what it was. And and the disciples already carried it because he, he breathed upon them and they received it then. So they're waiting in the upper room uh, dur during the feast of um, uh, Passover. Uh, and so everyone is in Jerusalem at the time. They're waiting upon the promise. They don't know what's going on. Jesus is gone. You know, is their sect, you know, going to be washed up? Are they going to be hunted down and killed? All of that kind of stuff. Pentecost happened and they were praying. And then it says that the sound of uh, mighty rushing waters came in and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in tongues. Um, they began to declare the gospel in other people's languages and tell people about Jesus who had never even heard it. And the, sp the speaking of tongues specifically then was them declaring the gospel in someone else's language. They understood it. It's, a, it's the effect of if I had a Chinese person here with me who didn't speak English and I supernaturally began to speak their language. I don't know Chinese, but I began to speak it to them and tell them about the wonderful work of God. And they receive God. And it says that it was uh, given unto them. I think the number was 3,000. Might have been 6,000. I'm not sure. But there were so many people who came into the body of Christ at that moment when Pentecost happened. That uh, That's when essentially the church was birthed. And it began to just spread and multiply. Everybody took that back with them. Um, so that was. The, uh, it says that it appeared upon their head that of cloven tongues. And so there you, you see. 
you know, the, even the logo that I have my, now, my new logo, um, is uh, is the flame of fire with the dove in it, and it's the dove descending, which is the uh, personification of the Holy Spirit, but the the cloven fire that appeared upon their heads. So concerning tongues, it is just your spiritual language as well. But at that time, it was them speaking, uh, you know, in, in their languages. And so many people we talk about this being a spiritual language. I've even translated a lot of my tongues. And this is something very interesting. And um, it, it most of the time, if it's not just jibber jabber, or spiritual language, whatever you want to call it, a lot of times you're speaking another language. And if that person was there, they they can interpret it. And that's why you have to have an interpreter when you're supposed to speak out in a crowd of people because nobody's going to know what you're talking about. Like, why why should I just start speaking Chinese in a room full of Americans? Start glowing, glorifying God in, in Chinese, you know, whatever. Um, but... A lot of times I'll uh, I'll write down some of the things, especially when I do sessions with people and we go in together, I'll begin to speak in tongues and release things. And so I, I, I have an impression about what it is, like, because, you know, in the spirit prays through you. But a lot of times if you write those phrases down, I begin to get messages for people. And, the, and it would be different names of angels that are personifications and release certain things. So, um my interaction with, with the angelic has been that of like knowing their name. It hasn't been something that was impressed upon my spirit. It was something that I was saying over and over and I would write it down and then I would Google it and I would find out that, wow, these are messages as I'm writing down these syllables, it's spelling something. And for me, what was it? Uh, It was Filipino. Most of the time the language comes back for me as Filipino and it's, I do not speak it. I don't know nothing about it, but as I tap into prayer and intimacy, I don't know if it's the ancestors praying through you. It gets into some really weird ideas. We haven't been taught this in church, but it, I've been transcoding the messages in tongues myself. It's very interesting. I encourage you guys to do it. If you guys have a prayer life that you pray in and speak in the heavenly languages, begin to write it down and see if it makes something out. Uh, a lot of times, you know it within you. Like you have an idea, like I'm going to release this or I'm going to speak this out. And as you speak in tongues, it's just moving up from your belly as rivers of living water. And it's flowing and it's changing the atmosphere. It's changing your situation. You could pray. It would take you a thousand words to pray to try to articulate what's going on. But it's that the spirit is ministering through you and changing the situation as well. So there's different types of speaking in tongues. And so, uh, again, uh, Davion Conscious TV is, is reiterating that he says the two type of tongues are the speaking of foreign language and the angelic language as well. Paul goes into that. And uh, there, it, it is not it's not really to be used around a lot of people like um, and Paul kind of gives you like guidelines on doing this. It's not going to help you for speaking in tongues unless there is an interpreter, someone who flows in the, the gifting and the abilities of tongues and interpretation of tongues, which some people do. We talked about this on some episodes. There was a, a little Chinese lady who used to come to our prophetic services years ago. And when people would pray in tongues, she understood it as English. She understood what they were saying. She, just because the giftings become second nature, she thought everybody understood what they were saying, but they didn't. And so she would interpret what, what they were saying. And um, it, was, it was very interesting. Um, so there's different levels to it. 
Uh, the Bible says that if, if uh, you're in a congregation or a group of people and everyone's speaking in tongues, it's really going to birth confusion, especially to the unbeliever. It uses it in the same breath of, as prophesying, declaring the oracles of God or receiving a word of knowledge or word of wisdom for someone is that when you have an unbeliever who comes, you can tell them things about yourself because you're, you receive a prophetic word from heaven about that person because God knows everything about them. So you tap into God and God says, hey, mention this, mention that, mention this. I want to bring freedom for that person, especially when we're talking about the triggers and the different things that we need to be healed of. Right. We're going through this stuff. We, we're doing a really good job at hiding it from people. Nobody knows. I'll never tell. God knows. We, can, we do good at hiding it from people, but we can't hide it from the father. So you come in the connection with a prophet, someone who's able to tap into the spirit and knows things about you. Then in many cases, you don't even know about yourself because you've buried it for so long and you don't even know that it's ailing you. A prophet would be one who is able to see that, articulate it and translate it and speak it to you so that you find healing. Hence, Jesus with the woman at the well. She was at, he met her at the well and had an interaction with her. Um, he gave her a word of knowledge, told her about some things that she was hiding. She uh, was uh, left her husband and, and was with all these other people and stuff. And um, Jesus told her about it. And then she has her mind blown, receives Christ, essentially, goes away and tells people, say, hey, come back. There's a person that I met at the well. He told me everything that I had ever done. And so there's many instances where that happened. Jesus would meet these people and he knew things about them, the disciples as well, and us as well. You meet people and you know things about them. You don't know how to articulate it. You don't know why you know that, you know, and we talked about it earlier, but you have to figure out why. Ask the father, okay, God, why are you telling me this about this person? Okay, seek me and I'll show you. Seek me and I'll reward you. How I'm going to reward you? I'm going to reward you by giving you an outpouring of my spirit, a demonstration of the Holy Spirit as you seek me speak it out, these things will begin to manifest and you draw it to you. So they had the word of knowledge, they had the word of wisdom, they had the healings, all of these miraculous things that would happen. And it's so that the person would glorify the Father in heaven. And it would kind of, Christ would win them over, you know, because they they understood God's love for them. And they would listen to the message. They would tell other people that would build their expectation um, and, and you would, if you keep reading every time where Jesus did that, it opened up a door for many people to come to know the father and to bring reconciliation, uh, to them from the father, to know that, that they are loved and that so much that God knows even their deepest, darkest secrets. And you know, when you come into, uh, uh, the midst of a prophet, if you know, when someone's hearing the voice of God. And it could be good most of the time. It's always good. Let's say that. It's always about your edification. And the, the scriptures are very clear that it is about your edification. But sometimes it, it can deal with repentance. It could be things that you're trying to hide from people. Or you could be having an affair. And someone, God tells that to someone. And then they speak it out. You know, you could be scared. You don't want to speak it out. You don't want to, you know, uh, act like you're prying. You don't want to be act like you're judgmental. What if I'm just making this up? There's a bunch of things that you have to go through in order from hearing that word until you deliver it. And this is where we are, you know, and I have many cases where it's happened to me. And every time that I've acted out on it, it's been beautiful. I've seen God encounter people 
in the marketplace. I've seen God encounter people at hospitals, in church services, at small home meetings. And it's always these little weird impressions that you get that you always think it's you. You never think it's God. You get better, but you always think it's the devil because you have a, a lot of times it speaks through a pain in your body. You're in a, you're in a meeting and then your neck becomes stiff and you can't move it. And you're like, okay, I rebuke you devil. Get your hand off me. I'm the healed of God. I'm called of God. You will not touch my body. It doesn't go away. The devil's like, forget you. So you're like, oh, this is the devil. But really it's the father. We're going back again to the beginning of this interview where she was, you know, Nora was, was getting uh, sick she was able to feel the infirmities of her grandfather. She was able to feel what he was going through. He was losing his energy. And it's so that you can be an intercessor and speak those things out. Because people want to be healed, man. They're dying on the, in, on the inside, but outside they look like they're good. But God knows. They can hide it. They do a good job from uh, hiding it from people, but they can't hide it from God. And so... Um, I've been in those situations where literally my neck stiffed up and it got, had a real pain. I'm rebuking the devil and it doesn't go anywhere. And so I just speak it out prophetically. Is anybody here having neck pain? Is any feel like somebody's, you know, you learn how to articulate it better because you eventually you know it's God. You quit thinking that it's the devil all the time, which takes a long time. But, um, you know, it builds your faith every time you respond to it. It builds your faith. So you'll feel that neck, you speak it out. And I've, I had a young man who was there and he said uh, he went to the doctor that same day for neck pain. He had to take off of work. He lost pay to go to the doctor and then he had to pay them because of neck pains that he was having. And so eventually you learn how to articulate and say, can we pray and just see if God wants to heal you? Eventually you can, you move as a ministry and say, you know what? God is, God wants to hear it, heal you because you know, you're speaking as the Oracle and God is letting you know because you feel their infirmity and you cast it out. You speak peace and they walk in healing. And then there's a miracle, creative miracle right there in your midst. And it, you know, and that, that's a, a physical ailment. The spiritual ones are are just as deep and just as good. Um, you know, we and it could be it could be dangerous, man. Um, um, you know, molestation. You you know, so maybe some of the stuff doesn't need to be spoken out in front of people. I've got, you know, friends who you know, were really addicted to pornography and someone called them out uh, in front of a lot of people and it really embarrassed him and his and his wife. And uh, I don't know if that, you know, if that's a, a good way to do it, you know, but um, really confrontational is something that's uh, sensitive maybe. But there's so many different instances where this happens and, um, and, and you can feel it in your body all the time. You feel it in your body. You're mo- Jesus was moved by their infirmities. And it was so that they could bring healing. Now, for that to be true, a lot of people, um, and uh, Chris Garner says empathy is the proof. A lot of people, they'll, they'll feel that. A lot of people are operating in that, and they don't even know it. And it's driving them mad. That's why we're here. Hey, guys, this is why we're doing this. Because it's driving you mad. You don't know why you walk up to a stranger and you can hear what they're thinking. You don't know you walk up to a stranger and you can hear them in their mind checking you out, undressing them with undressing you with their mind. This person wants to sleep with me and I'm just walking past them. I'm telling you, this is like literal. This is kind of how it gets, man. It's pretty it's deep, but it's practical and it messes with you. This person doesn't like me, whatever driving through traffic, man, going 
going to Walmart, you're able to pick up on that stuff. So you got to be able to turn the knobs. You're talking about tu- tuning into the frequency, how we're all radios, we're all receivers, but you got to be able to turn it down too. Just because you're into the, the right frequency, sometimes you got to turn the volume down to be able to walk in empathy for that uh, for a reason because you'll just be beat up. And if you don't know it, you'll think it's you. You think that you're under attack. But really, you're feeling what all these people are going through because you are very intuitive and you can sense the spirits. Um, and it can beat you up that way. And it beats up a lot of people. And they and they have medicine for that. They have medicine for that, um, which is not good. You know, they're, they're drugging our prophets. They're drugging our, our seers and our healers because they don't know how to, to deal with that. And the ancient cultures, you were raised up in that. They taught you that as a kid and uh, how to explore that and go deeper into it with those voices, with the angelic speaking to you, with the trickster spirit speaking. And you're in, in this song and dance with all of this stuff. And you have to figure out what it is. And you that's why we exist. That's why we do this. Um, and there was uh, and Chris Garner, again, speaking about empathy, being able to feel the infirmity of the people Physically, you may feel it spiritually as well. I remember um, going to church years ago. Um, we walked into a room, and this was like we used to go to get to church early for pre-service prayer. We would go up and, and seek the Lord together and pray for the service that God would show up. We go with, and there's your intention. There's your speaking out these things. God, I believe you're going to heal people. God, I believe you're going to encounter the lives of young people who have never experienced you before. So we begin to speak that out. We begin to expect that. That's prophesying. That's uh, speaking to the winds and waves. We're calling it into existence. All of that takes place in the midst of even just that prayer, right? We're having that that prayer, prayer meeting. Uh, we're doing that. And one particular time we go to pre-service prayer and as soon as I walk in this room, I feel like, like a big baggage hit me. I get depressed. I feel weighty. I want to start crying. I just feel sad. Like what? It's out of nowhere. I don't immediately know. Aha. Something is going on. You're just like, Hey, what the heck? And we're feeling this heaviness. And then we walk around the corner and there's a lady, a friend of ours, who's crying. And um, I'm like, okay, let's minister to her. I feel this heaviness. We walked in the room and it just hit us. We felt it before we even seen her. We walked over to ask her what was going on, if we can pray. Um, and her husband left her. Her husband was cheating on her and left her for another woman. And just the, the heaviness and the baggage that she was going through, um, you know, we believe God wanted to heal her. So we prayed for her, that God would heal her, God would restore her, and the comforter would come. You, the, That happens to good people too. The rain falls upon the just and the unjust. Things happen. So we pray this, that. And it's not that it's going to go away, the husband's going to come back. That's not always the case. But it's the fact that when you walk through the storm, when you go through that, you don't have to go through it alone. You don't have to go through it by yourself. First of all, you have God. You have the Holy Spirit. You have to be anchored and connected in Christ. Second of all, now you have people that you can confide in. Something You don't know how long she's been holding that in. And just came, you know, we, we deal with stuff our whole lives and we hold it in. 
But the Bible says that if we confess our sins one to another, we can speak that out. We can find healing. If we confess it, just got to get it out. I've had so much deliverance from things that I was holding in, whether it was secret sin, whether it was, um, you know, judgments about people that I had that wouldn't go away. And until I, when I confessed it, I said, hey, I need y'all, look, I need to talk with y'all. I feel like this. And just because I confessed it, I want help. And it wasn't a confrontation. It was like I was doing it because I wanted help. And it gave, that's what I got. I got help. You have the comforter. He's known as the comforter. He's also known as the helper. Again, I need help getting this monkey off my back. The monkey being a demon, being a mindset. Demonic strongholds in the mind. Confession. Finding people you can confide in who are not going to gossip about what you're going through. Who will listen, who really care about you. And that could be hard. But once you find those people you can confide in, I mean, we look at the Catholic Church and that's why that's where the, they get the role of the priest who you go into a confessional. You go into the confessional and say, look, man, I, I did this, I did that, I did this. You know, in all the movies, it's like I killed somebody or I did this or I did that, you know. Um, but that's where it comes from, confessing our sins one to another, not just to this one man, but confessing our sins essentially to Christ. But the power of agreement, let people know. You don't have to go through this alone. There's people who got your back. There is community. There's people who believe in you. And that's what we're building here with the podcast, uh, with the Patreon, with, uh, you know, everything that I do is birthed out of community. We got the discord, which is so beautiful. You know, it's something like you have these things, just like the spiritual giftings that could be used for good reasons or for bad. Like people can, you know, the gifts and callings come without repentance. You're still going to operate in these giftings no matter what you're doing. I was doing dark witchcraft and seances and contacting demons. And guess what? I was operating in those gifts. I was using it in the wrong spirit and in the wrong light. Uh, preachers do it all the time. Psychics do it all the time. They're still able to tap into that realm where they learn how to prophesy or whatever. They're just doing it in the wrong spirit. And so the giftings and callings are without repentance. And so you're still tapping into that realm, whether you know it or not, and you're influenced by it. So that's why you have to renew your mind. That's why you have to renew your mind and walk in that peace, declare it over your life. And really the possibilities are endless when it comes to um, how what this looks like. And again, the spirit of the prophet is subject unto the prophet, as the scripture says. Uh, it says that because... You can't go to just anybody and say, hey, I had a, uh, I had a, we'll talk about this, the mist. I had a spirit appear to me at my bedroom uh, that looked like mist and it was communicating with me. Go tell your pastor that. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. If you've ever had that happen. And there's other people who have and seen very similar things or other, other things. Uh, you know, the possibilities are endless. You have to talk to somebody who you can have the conversation with. And it's going to take someone who's probably been through that. At least that they've had to have been through it or they're just open enough to listen to you and really want to, you know, go that route with you. Other than that, you're going to, I mean, that's why you guys are here, right? You've probably talked about this with people and they're just like, 
you're crazy. What are you smoking? You know, all that kind of stuff that we hear. Um, but that's part of it. So, yeah, we believe in, in uh, fellowship and with the Holy Spirit. And um, that's where true peace comes from, through a relationship with Christ. And if you try to find fulfillment in, in other things, um, it doesn't come. Like, it's only temporal. Uh, I'm going to answer this one last thing again. And all of this is is... I'm so analytical that there's so many different streams to go down with each one of these questions. Rab again says, Derek, how does one renew their mind? Um, you you re- renew your mind. The Bible says by the washing of the word is a really good one. And it's about by building your faith. And so getting all of those ungodly beliefs out, all of those bad things, the things that we've, um, heard about ourselves, judgments, opinions, and stuff like that, that really do not serve us, getting that stuff out the way. And that stuff's there since birth. Your dad your dad wasn't nothing, you ain't going to be nothing either. How many people have heard that? What about here, eavesdropping on your parents and mom saying they're talking about deep stuff with her, with their friends and, uh, you hear your mom say that you were a mistake. Wanted to get an abortion, but I didn't. They were a mistake. I never meant to have them. Like I heard my mom say that. And that does something to you. You know, all of these little things that you hear, you have to unlearn that stuff. It's okay, God. My mom said I was a mistake. What do you say about me? And really find out what God says about you. Building your faith. And how do you do that? to renew your mind, to get all that stuff out, is through the Word. It's through spending time in the Scriptures, conscious of it. Literally ask that question, God, reveal yourself to me through this book. God, what do you say about me? And begin to read that and let the washing of the Word wash over you. Renew your mind. Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of the mind. Renewing your mind. Through the word, through hearing, you know, the Bible says faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Reading it out loud is powerful. Um, And then you learn how to speak it. You get around people who speak it over you. They see potential in you and they speak it out versus the people who are gossiping about you. The people who are lying on you, the people who are jealous of you and they want your position. The people are jealous of you and want your wife. Get away from those people. Find you some company of people who are going to build you up and help you. Show me your friends. I'll show you your future. You're going to be stuck in that rut. No matter how hard you all are trying to get out, there's a crab in a bucket mentality, pulling everybody back in. Get into the word. You know, I did that video. It's uh, the Christ consciousness video. It's almost at 10,000 views, one of my most popular videos that I've created. And uh, maybe um, check it out if you haven't. And it's talking about Christ consciousness, but really the video is talking about renewing your mind to walk in the consciousness of Christ. Renew your mind so that you walk into the consciousness of Christ. How do you feel? What would Jesus do? I'm about, I've got a bunch of what would Jesus do bracelets. I'm about to put one on. It reminds you how, how would Jesus react? And so as you do that, you begin to, you begin to re- retrain your mind, literally. Like neurogenesis. The regrowth of brain cells, restructuring the way your mind works. When you get angry, you don't freak out anymore. There's a peace that comes with walking with the Holy Spirit. 
is a piece that comes in. The more you do it, it becomes second nature. But renewing your mind is by reading the scriptures and, and, and understanding who God says about you and filling your mind up with the good things versus uh, bad. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I just see in the, in the comments here, I really do believe in prayer. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. Uh, so I want to end this episode here by praying. And so if anybody needs a healing in their body, if anybody needs a healing in their mind, their will, their emotions, if you just need a healing, if you just need to know that God loves you and hasn't forgot about you, if you need a fresh touch, I'm just going to pray. We talked about the Holy Spirit again. When you start talking about him, he shows up. The Bible says where two or three are gathered in my, in my name, there I am in the midst of him. We were speaking earlier and I just felt the Holy Spirit. We talking about the Holy Spirit. I felt it all over my body. Uh, there's a quickening in the spirit when you know that you're the spirit is speaking through you for someone. A lot of times you can feel that it's beautiful. So I want to um, just pray, pray out and uh, speak that healing, even if things you don't even know. You know, we're talking about those deep things like, I don't know, like, God, show me what it is. I don't know. I'm willing to receive. And maybe there'll be a name. Maybe you need to forgive someone. Maybe you need to uh, sow a seed financially. Maybe you need, there's so many different things that you do that you need to make things right with someone. Maybe it's just different things for different people, especially when you don't know. But many of us already know what it is. Many of us already know. So I don't even think that a lot of this stuff is like new. I think we already know what we need to do. Mo a lot of us, some of us don't know. We, it's like we're new to this and we don't know. So it begins the, begins the course, begins the ride. Letting God teach you. So I'm going to pray. There's someone in chat by the name of Rachel. Rachel, if you're still with us, I, I do see all of your, um, your comments here about um, chronic illness and disease and things like that. Um, again, I, I, I will say a prayer for you and uh, pray that God heals you, restores you, makes all things new. I really do believe in that. You know what? I've got some beautiful high-frequency background music that I can play as well. I love it. We're talking about healing. Healing tones. Healing colors. Put those things in your life. Turn off the garbage you're listening to. Put on some high-frequency tones. High-vibrational music. It makes you feel a certain type of way good let's just take a minute Adam says you're still alive Rachel says she wishes she had someone with a magic wand I don't have a magic wand actually we probably have some, <laughs> some magic wands but um, got something better I'm just going to pray so if you just need that healing in your body whatever you need man a fresh touch of God you haven't yet experienced the Holy Spirit hopefully you have talking about this, talking about the prophetic, that it builds expectation in your life and that you can encounter that even now, no matter where you are, no matter where you are. Asking the questions, it's building expectation. God, we're just going to, it's very practical. We're going to enter in with thanksgiving and praise, even if it's just for one sentence. God, we thank you for who you are. Thank you for your love and your light in our lives. Taking that breath. Again, thank you for the breath of life. 
Thank you for your love and for your grace that transcends anything that we've mentioned, any ungodly belief, any demonic attack. Your love transcends it all, God. Thank you for the breath, God. Thank you for my heartbeat that I'm still here, that there's still hope for me while I'm here. Thank you that you've called me according to your will, according to your purpose, and that you have great plans for me. Thank you, God. Father, I just ask you to just encounter people right now the way that you love to do it. Let them know that you love them. Send forth your Holy Spirit, the Comforter. I'm asking you to go forth and comfort people right now, no matter where they are. If they have ailments in their bodies, pain in their body, pain in their mind, pain in their spiritual life, God, I ask you to heal them, God. Send forth comfort. Healer, I'm asking you to heal. Helper, I'm asking you to help them. Contingent upon your love, God. Contingent upon your love, God. Jesus' mighty name. Deep hurts, deep wounds, digging it up, exposing it so that you can heal it all the way. Jesus' name. Release. I send forth peace right now in Jesus' name. You're so good, God. you to renew faith even now. Mm, Holy Ghost, renew faith even now. That person has given up. I don't think it's because of you, God. I think it's because circumstances and situations that arose that have exalted themselves against the knowledge of you. God, I'm asking you even now to speak to the winds, speak to the waves, speak to the storms to say peace be still in Jesus name whatever they're going through stillness to be able to look to the crowd and see you in the midst of the crowd to push through the crowd to know that simply if I can just touch the hem of your garment all of this will be okay just with your eyes closed, I just want you to see you reaching out, reaching out your hand to touch him. You see the hem of his garment. You bring your ailment with you, whatever that may be. Failed relationships. Failed jobs. Friendships that are broken. Whatever it is, all of it reach out and if I can just touch and as you see his garment his robe just reach out and grab it Jesus Jesus just give it to him even as an offering God I give you my brokenness God I give you my bondage God, I give you my addiction. God, I give you my ailment. Because you're good. 
and you found your identity in these things. It seems like it's good. Give him what's good to receive what's great. He is a rewarder for those who diligently seek him. I believe it. In Jesus' name, pray that you encounter him, God. Take him deeper in their prayer life. Give them the baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire, God. Ignite them with a passion for truth, a passion to stand up for righteousness, a passion for holiness, to really move past the crowd, move past the accusations, move past the gossip, which is the crowd, and just move closer to you. In Jesus' mighty name, God, I'm asking you to heal them. Mm. Thank you that your goodness leads men into repentance, God that you're so good, you're faithful, you're just. You're a friend that sticks closer than a brother and that you would never leave and never forsake us. Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wherever you are, whatever that meant to you, just return back to that place again. We, it's a great way to enter in. The Bible says to enter into his uh, gates with thanksgiving, enter into his courts with praise. Just become thankful. You're still here. You're still here. the enemy meant for harm God will use for your good take back what he stole the years, the lies, the pain receive peace in Jesus name amen you're broken but beautiful he'll complete that work in which he started he'll see it through don't give up Love you guys. I want to say thank you to, uh, yeah, we had, this is crazy. We had uh, three different people uh, partner with us and become patrons. I want to say thank you to Home Sauce again, uh, Russell and King, and Sonny Horath. Man, thank you guys for believing in the work and what we're doing here and um, partnering with us. It, it does take uh, money to continue to do this. Uh, doing this full time now, so all of this definitely helps me uh, able to stay afloat and to really take on this stuff and, and what it what it uh costs to bring this stuff into fruition and there's some bigger things that we're about to step out into as well uh, with web hosting and and things like that that i'm believing god for so thank you guys for believing in the work and everybody who's been given since the beginning the beginning thank you so much for your friendship thank you so much for partnering and uh, i'm continually thinking of creative ways that we can make this thing interactive and really give back to you guys as well so that you're not just giving in and not getting anything returned. Obviously, you're getting podcasts and things like that, but I want to I wanna go a little bit further. I want to give you guys some stuff. So I'm working on some stuff as well. We have uh, different levels of giving as well. My meditations are available uh, at a certain level. My music is available at a certain level. Uh, the Sunday morning seer class, Thursday night school of the mystics, all of that stuff, Discord. Um, I'm working on some new meditations right now. It's really beautiful because I just kind of went into one there for a second um, and it's the uh, I'm working on one which is touching the hem of his garment and so um, 
God has detailed out some things for me to kind of uh, create that journey and create that healing modality for you. And uh, that'll be available soon. All the um, meditations are available um, on my Patreon as well. So thank you guys for hanging out with me. I really enjoyed this. And it was a really good conversation. Beginning to end. Love y'all. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom. We will do it again. Make sure you check out my stuff. Truthseeker.com. Patreon.com backslash Truthseeker. Working on so much. With that, I'm going to say peace and shalom, guys. That does it for this episode, folks. To hear more episodes of the Truth Seeker podcast, head over to truthseeker.com. And if you're wanting to support the show and get rewards, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash truthseeker.